I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, One nation, under God. Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. I'm still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever. My pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a my pillow or not, you need to get the brand new my pillow 2.0. Call or go to mypillow.com now. Use your promo code and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better and cooler too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit mypillow.com. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. I am a soldier in the army of my God. 
The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. Because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. 
Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm. And keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail. And then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. You sure this is the right place to recruit for a militia? God save King George! I think we came to the right place. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening. To the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Chill, don't medicate, just meditate. You waking up now, well, baby, you hella late. Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate, accelerate. Find your inner hunger like you never ate. 
agenda is to push the hate Separate and segregate Don't celebrate quite yet The storm is coming Cue for heaven's sake Violence that they demonstrate Instigate and penetrate The values of our country And our God is what they desecrate My fighters ain't no featherweight Pulling out the seams of the fabric That they fabricate They feed us lies, manipulate Intimidate through fear and force Forcing us to sit and wait Till we come together, congregate And then we liberate Praying that you give me strength To find some love amongst the hate Marching on these streets of blood Till I see the golden gates Troubadour and troubled souls Want to God's service Blades out, cut the grass Till we see the serpent oh, one day I hope you see the truth This puppet show stays on Because of you fools We've been dancing with the devil Way too long I know it's fun But get ready to pay your dues Oh Swallow, just digested. Suspected something's going on, but chose to just neglect it. Deflected by some breaking news, always just accepted. Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective. Don't question their objective, but I got a lot of questions. How these kids molested, but nobody's been arrested. Credit in the testament, these children are protected. So I'm fighting all these terrorists, both foreign and domestic. Refuse to be directed. Lying, not a sheep, only kneel to my God, so I'm dying on my feet. Uh, silence when we speak, but there's violence in the street. I've been rolling with the punches, I can't take it on the cheek. Uh, drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic. People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious. Praying for assistance to overcome our position, or I'm gonna start resisting and then I pray for forgiveness. This puppet show stays on because of you fools We've been dancing with the devil way too long I know it's fun, but get ready to pay your dues
Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved better half. V. Lynn. Hello, Patriots. What's going on, fuckers? Hmm. Welcome back. It's Thursday. We got the shithead talking tonight. Uh, Old oatmeal brains. I'm going to go ahead and... I already made the executive decision. Put out in the... Yeah. Transparently transparent. Um, From one ear to the other. (laughs) See-through. Thunder. That's just Thunder. Thunder. Thunder kicks. Get the fuck out of here. Isn't it fitting that in the see-through month of October, as it is the month of ghosts, that we have a see-through president? Mm-hmm. Just saying. Anyway, we will be airing that tonight. So mm-hmm. we will be dropping the red pill stream and we will be airing the uh, president's speech. Depending on how long that goes, will depend on if we do TNT tonight or not. It depends really where the game's at. The red pill project and keep I, going. I said that. Okay. I already said that. Right. Did Were you not keeping up? Apparently not. Apparently not. Yeah. Okay. So just to let you all know, uh, we're going to do that because I don't know what this idiot is going to say tonight and it should be a blast, but it's going to be some fun, I'm sure. Either way, um, how's your day, babe? Insanely productive. Very, it was awesome, actually. I got uh that really wasn't an answer. So okay, now you finally gave an answer. All right, now insanely now productive is is yeah, an answer. It's not really an answer. Sure it is. It's just I got the first off, I got the yard cleaned up so you can mow tomorrow over there. That was the first thing we did this morning. Yeah, well, it's too bad it's not gonna happen tomorrow because it's gonna rain. gonna rain. I know. And then uh Heather came over and we busted out almost every single order except for the one that came in last night. So we are caught up on orders, which means tomorrow. Um, like Heather took like six boxes with her to UPS and I've got three more sitting in the pool house. We also clean the pool house. So we have workspace in there. Um, I, uh, like arranged the empty boxes and put a pallet in front of them as like a corral and, um, moved stuff from one garage to the other and moved things around and made workspace. And so we can work in there, wrap antennas and whatnot. And, uh, in the rain. Got all the toys from that were left over from the yard sale into the back of Heather's truck. So they are off to, I don't give a fuck where, not here. <laughs> They're gone to, I don't give a fuck where. <laughs> They're gone to, I don't give a fuck where. Gotcha. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and we got, we got a whole bunch of stuff done. So um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's good stuff. All right. Yeah. Well, I had a, I did rather- not walk the dogs. I was waiting for the collar. I did not want to walk the dogs without you, without the new collar. Gotcha. Yeah. So the dogs did not get walked today or right. yesterday. We so. might need to walk. Them We're going to need to walk them tonight. Yeah. Yeah. After the show. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I had a really funny day. Oh yeah. What happened? Yeah, I had the new guy with me today. Uh Oh yeah. Uh, the one whose mind you blew last night. Yesterday. No, no, no. I, I well, I kind of did, but not really. Okay. It was more today. You blew his mind more today. Oh yeah, it was even worse today. Once you go today, back, you never go back. Today was epic. So I I gandered, you know, because he was carrying a pistol. And I said, you know what? I said, uh, I, I gander from you carrying a pistol. You enjoy your second amendment right. That being said, I claim to say that you're patriot. And the weirdest fucking thing happened when I said that one word. He said, Oh yeah. Patriot? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I said, oh, well, you'll enjoy this. And I went and got the Roni from the truck and I brought the Roni out. Y'all know the Roni. 
Mm-hmm. I got 30 round magazines for it. It's a nine millimeter stuck in a Neroni body. It's beautiful, right? Stuck in front of me. He's like, oh, you're really into this. I said, what do you, it was funny because then the question started. I said, what do you mean really into this? And he said, well, why are you carrying that around in your work truck? I said, you know what's coming? He said, yeah, I got an idea. I said, oh, you got an idea, do you? No. I said, what idea exactly do you have? He said, well, it ain't going to be pretty. And I said, I started no, laughing. No, it's not. I started giggling. I said, no, no, it's not. I said, he's like, because understand uh, our new guy used to live. I, I guess he used to live in Miami and he moved. Where from, it's never pretty. And the weather's pretty, but Miami is well, kind of he, a shithole. He started out in Cleveland. Oh, so that's a lot worse. That's where he started. He yeah. went down to Miami. So he's like, he's like lived in a war zone his whole life. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And now he moved back. He, he moved here and uh, peace and quiet for now. I, for long. I, I was giggling and, um, and he said, uh, so we started, we started talking about things. I said, so tell me, what do you, what do you think about things? Because this is new. This is, I, I I've never, I've never had a, a virgin red pill. <laughs> And I was like, man, I, I mean, he's already a patriot though. How much did you have to red pill him? Oh, it didn't take much more to get him into the rest of it. Okay. Oh, it didn't take much more. All I had to do was say a couple of choice comments and it was done. It was all downhill from there. And then I was like, oh, by the way, I do a podcast about this. This is why I go home early. It's just so you're aware. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that was wondering. I was wondering why he just left. I was just like, no, I got a podcast. I got to do a podcast every night. And he goes, no shit. He goes, you got a lot of people following you? I was like, yeah, 55,000. Not much. And he goes, not much. <laughs> he goes, all right, I got to listen to this. Uh-huh. So I gave him Hi, new the friend. podcast. So anyway, Joe, if you're out there, welcome, <gasps> sir. Another Joe. Ooh, that's an unfortunate name. I'm sorry. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he looks like, um, I told him today, that he looks like Dak Prescott, <laughs> which is really horrible for him because I'm going to do nothing but make fun of him. And you all know why that is because I'm an Eagles fan and Dak Prescott is the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I was ask who Dak Prescott is because I have so, no idea. That's why I was filling you in. I was going to go Thank ahead you. and just fill you <laughs> in on the forefront that. because I figured you didn't know who Dak, no Dak Prescott was. I have no idea. Oh, my rooster came in though. The one that was uh, on top of the enclosure last night. He did not come in last night. He spent the entire night up there. I went out at like, I went out after the show to try and bring him in, like as dinner was cooking. Couldn't find him. I went out again about midnight when I, right after I got off at W7, before I came to bed, couldn't find him. Went out this morning. His little ass is just sitting up on top of the enclosure. Hey. He probably... He probably curled down in that little corner where, uh, in between the, the duck enclosure and the where chicken cookie enclosure. used to go yeah. up to that's, which is how they get on top of the enclosure. They yep. go from the duck enclosure up to the top of the chicken enclosure. So, um, but yeah, he's, he's all fine and happy. So our good ginger Jack, I wasn't that worried. He's a big rooster. Like he's, he's as big kick as the shit out of, <laughs> no joke. I bet that's why he's up there because he doesn't want to be inside. He doesn't want to fight. Yeah. Yeah. I figured he didn't want to deal with the bullshit. Yeah. So, so. he's, He's not a drama queen. He went in tonight, it's though. Good to know. No problem. They He's all, probably they fucking went. hungry. That too. They don't like the food I got them last, though. They don't care for it at all. Really? Yeah. What'd you get them? So, I mean, I the chewy order was late coming in, so um, I went to Tractor Supply and I got, I don't know, the their organic all flock feed or whatever. 
they just don't like it, but they're spoiled. They're used to me feeding them rice and beans and things like that. And so, you know, I really only just get feed. They are those bitches. Come, we come outside the house and those bitches come running to the fence. Like they're about to get food. Cause they usually are <laughs> every morning when I, I, you know, do the dishes, uh, the kids pull out their, or Connor pulls out his leftovers from lunch the day before, which is usually most of his lunch from the day before. That's why that child doesn't eat. Um, and, uh, they, you know, the birds get all the leftovers from whatever was left over from lunch, which was the leftovers from dinner the night before. And, uh, whatever's at the, cause he's sucking face during lunch, babe. Come he on. You know is. exactly what he's doing. That's true. That's probably true. He's, uh, his he's girlfriend. Eating, he's eating something. It just ain't the food that I've asked for. Wow. <laughs> you didn't have to go there, babe. There are certain visuals I didn't need at this time in my life. You, you, <sighs> hey, you just set a spike through my heart. And guess what? My blood pressure's up. Why? Because my alarm's going off my watch. <laughs> he's my son, too. It doesn't mean he knows how to use his tongue like I do. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. <laughs> Anyway, moving oh, right along. Wow. So y'all ready for World War Three? Because we are on the precipice of everything. Because whatever Joe says tonight is gonna be bad. Did have you all seen that it doesn't matter? It doesn't matter. The world's gone completely upside down. It doesn't matter what Joe says tonight. Hold on, hold on, hold on. TWF. This is the child that we refer to as the Antichrist, by the way. And he is a really good kid for the most part. Um, except for when I almost killed him when he would not give up his phone during EBS. Like I had to seriously, and he tops me by a good half a foot, at least maybe eight inches. And I had to pry that phone. I got so mad. I had to pry the, the probably the worst fight I've ever had with this child. Um, trying to get that phone away from him to put it away for EBS and send him outside, which he then went inside for EBS. And then he got sick right afterwards, just like I told him was going to happen. Fucking listen to me. But anyway, um, his girlfriend came over last weekend, the weekend before. And let's just say that um, when her parents came to pick her up, she was a little concerned about what I might say, mm. which I didn't rat them out, you know, just because they were making out. We made out when we were kids. Well, you and I didn't because I wouldn't let you, but you know. <laughs> Look at this prude bitch. Meanwhile, she slept with the rest of the football team, but. No, I didn't like the football players. <laughs> anyway. They were a bunch of douchebags. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> How quickly we spiral off the rails. <sighs> <laughs> but she didn't make out with the Mick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. She just fucked him. Exactly. You're right. Fuck it him. was way better. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we didn't say shit either. Right? Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, moving right along. Where right. are we starting? Because you don't have anything pulled up. No, nope, it's the end of the world as we know it. Seriously. You, you think the money's going to last any longer? I mean, I give it maybe another two weeks. I don't think we're going to make it to my birthday to the end of the whole budget thing. Pretty sure that the dollar is going to collapse before then. And the commercial real estate market is going to burst because they can't afford to pay their rent and no one goes to work anymore. 
Remember, there's only three people to do all the work. And um, we're at war on two fronts, even though we're not at war on any fronts, but we're at war on two fronts. And as actually, we're on war at three fronts. But soon, anyway, as soon as Israel, you know, enters into Hamas for their major ground invasion. Yeah. Okay. As soon as they go after Hamas and enter Gaza for their ground invasion, I think God's going to return and not the pretty God. So yeah. Hmm. Precipice. What happened today? Does anybody know? Uh, The British prime minister was in Israel today. Didn't I tell you that it was going to be a laundry list of infidels that show up in Israel? You did say that. I did, didn't I? I mean, I could have sworn I said it. You're not, you're not wasting your time here. Why is this happening? We're giving Hamas more time because every time that Netanyahu needs to meet with one of these dipshits is less time than they're planning the ground invasion into Gaza Mm -hmm. or they're actually going to do it. I'm just waiting for one of these fuckers to get caught short and be stuck there when the ground invasion starts, because when the ground invasion starts, all holy hell is going to break loose. Look at what's going on in our own country. Don't look at what's going on in Europe. Don't look... It's already here. We had terrorists hold up the fucking business building of the fucking Capitol yesterday. Are they going to do 45 years to life? No. No. No, they're going to do like three days and they'll be done. That's it. Maybe maybe 24 hours. They might put them on a 72-hour hold if they're a bunch of assholes. But for the most part, no, they're going to be freed. They're going to be freed almost immediately. So I ask again, what's changed? Because nothing's gotten worse. If if anything, shit's getting weird. Not worse, but weird. Because I'm seeing, I'm seeing these people doing these Palestinian freedom riots in these city streets, yet they absolutely know nothing about Hamas. And if they knew about Hamas, They would not be fucking actually saying free Palestine because they would kill them too, just as they were standing there because they too are infidels. It doesn't matter what we say. We could say, I tried to remain pretty neutral in this. Let Israel do what Israel's going to do. Stay the fuck out of it. That is what I've said since day one. If we had done that, Today wouldn't matter. But yesterday, Joe gave $100 million to Hamas. And he said he wants them to learn how to shoot straight. Well, check this out. He wants them to learn how to shoot better. So wait a minute. Wait, hold on. Let me get this right. We gave $100 million. We just funded terrorism. The United States of America just fucking funded terrorism. So tell me how Joe is not a deep state actor for another country. Well, he's definitely an actor because as everyone's pointing out, you know, we were talking about the, the purple, purple line, line yesterday. And now notice how they cleaned it up? But the, the chin nuts. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice he, that. He, he never had chin nuts before. But notice how they cleaned up the purple line now. No, no, it's still there. No, it's it's, still it's just obvious. they darkened it. They darkened it. Look at it. You could see but, it better last night. Last night it was purple. Today it's black. That's like those are chin. He didn't have chin. When did grow Joe chin? 
When did Joe, Joe grow chin nuts? nuts? Seriously. He doesn't have any balls at all, so I'm not really sure where he got uh, chin nuts from. I mean. What is he, Peter Griffin now? He looks like him. Maybe that's who's playing him. Peter Griffin? <laughs> Peter Griffin playing Joe Biden on TV. I, I think I have a better question for you. Huh? When did Jim Carrey grow chin nuts? That's what you've said since day one. I think there are multiple people playing uh, Joe, actually. I, I think they probably were like, oh, shit, someone needs to put on the Joe mask and give a speech real quick. And they overlooked the chin nuts. <laughs> Nobody's going to notice chin nuts. No one's going to notice chin nuts. When you, No, it can't be called chin nuts. Because if it's called chin nuts, then you have a dick in your mouth. Exactly. Those are chin nuts. <laughs> And I'm not suggesting that Hamas deliberately did it either. It's that old thing, got to know how to shoot straight. Uh, you know, and, uh, and it's not the first time Hamas has launched something that didn't function. And I'm got to learn how to shoot straight. Got to learn how to shoot straight. Got to learn how to shoot straight. Damn. Damn, Joe. God bless. You were born in, you were born in Israel. You were raised by a black family and a Puerto Rican family and apparently and a Polish family and a Polish family. Yep. But somehow you were also born in Delaware. We still can't figure that one out. And somehow you're our president. I really don't know. No get one it. can figure that one out. Don't get that one at all. So Tucker just dropped episode 31, 20 minutes, 22 minutes on how to avoid world war three. I doubt it. I figured it was pretty appropriate, though. We haven't played Tucker in a hot minute. Yeah, we have. We well, played him two days ago. No, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, we played a 30-second clip we off of something. We played a 30-minute clip of him two days ago. No, we didn't. We did not play a Tucker interview Did we Tucker not play a Ticker inter Tucker interview on Tuesday night? No. I know we did. No. I know we watched Tucker this week. This will be the second time we're watching I Tucker. I think this so. Week. I think we played him last Friday, maybe, on The Long Show. Well, we Last week, we talked to Vivek Ramaswamy, who's running for president, about how the United States should respond to the Hamas attacks in Israel. Of all the candidates in the race, Ramaswamy seemed the most interested in thinking through the long-term effects of what's happening in the Middle East on the United States. And that struck us as a very good thing. We're Americans. We've got families here. We care what happens to our country. Why wouldn't we care? And yet in Washington, Ramaswamy's question qualified as a scandal. The usual chorus of liars, many of them on the so-called right, unfortunately, immediately denounced him as a dangerous bigot. They claimed he was pro-Hamas, which is ridiculous. And then they suggested that he doesn't believe in Israel's right to self-defense, which if anything is even dumber. It was a thoroughly disgraceful display and a revealing one. But none of it answered the question that he had raised. What is the best path forward here for the United States, as well as for Israel and the rest of the world? It's worth thinking about that. The stakes are higher than many Americans understand. It's easy to imagine several other nations getting pulled into the conflict between Israel and Hamas. Those countries would include Russia, Iran, Turkey, China, Saudi Arabia, the Gulf states, and possibly many more. Some of those countries might take our side aligned with Israel, but most of them would not. And that would be a problem. The U.S. military is weaker than it's been in at least 50 years since the end of Vietnam. Exhausted by two pointless conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan, 
internally divided by identity politics, mismanaged by buffoonish hacks at the Pentagon, our services are in obvious disarray. Check the enlistment numbers. Nobody wants to join. But it's worse than that. The government that funds our army is bankrupt. The man who leads it is senile. Now is not the time for a world war. We would lose. But our commander in chief has no idea. Watch this tape from Sunday as he smirks while bragging that America is so rich, there is no limit to our power. We can wage as many wars as we want. We're the United States of America, for God's sake. The most powerful nation in the history, not in the world, in the history of the world. The history of the world. We can take care of both of these and still maintain our overall international defense. We have the capacity to do this and we have an obligation to. We are the essential nation, as to, to, to Paris Fitz, the former Secretary of State. And if we don't, who does? The most powerful nation in the history of the world. You can imagine the Roman Senate issuing a statement just like that on the morning the Visigoths sacked their city. Pride goes before destruction. That has always been true. It always will be true. How do we keep our country from being destroyed? Vivek Ramaswamy has been thinking about that all week. He joins us on set now. Vivek, thanks so much uh, for joining us. So what do you think the potential for disaster looks like here? And I should preface by saying nobody disputes Israel's interest in pursuing a conflict with Hamas, punishing those responsible, yes. defending itself, of course. Absolutely. And before we let Vivek continue here, please understand that if anybody knows what's going to happen, it's Vivek Ramaswamy. Why is that? Why is that, babe? New world order. He is such a deep state actor. He says all the right things, but his actions speak so much louder. He made his money by selling lipid nanoparticles to one of the vaccine manufacturers. Um, he uh, pushed for jabs and masks at the beginning of COVID. He was a young world leader with the World Economic Forum specifically for climate change. Um, funny how that was scrubbed from their website just days before he announced he was running for president as a Republican. So Vivek's read in. So just take what he says with that understanding. So. Absolutely. But from an American perspective, how could this go wrong? So I think that one of the things we ought to do is remember the mistakes we have made in our own recent past in the last 20 to 25 years. After 9-11, how did we end up in $6 trillion plus of wars in Iraq and Afghanistan? Thousands of American lives that we won't get back. Part of how we ended up there was in the era after 9-11. You remember it. The tolerance for debate was very limited shut up, sit down, do as you're told, go along with the plan. I am worried, Tucker, that's the beginning of the environment I'm seeing right now as it relates to the current conflicts. We seem deep into that right now. We do seem deep into that. And it's it's in the modern West as we know it. I mean, even Bibi's former national security advisor was quoted in an article earlier today when he was asked the question of, well, what happens after Hamas? His exact words were, I don't give a damn. I used to think, think first, act later. I don't think that way in light of last weekend. And I understand, as I did in this country, the pain of what people have gone through. You respond with emotion. But the thing I worry about, Tucker, right now is what I see is 
the left-wing criticism of Israel's what looks like to be soon to be ground invasion of Gaza is about proportionality and about injustice and humanitarian aid. Even if you just put all that to one side, from a U.S. perspective, from an Israel perspective, how is this actually going to achieve a good result? And my concern right now, and as we're having this conversation, it appears imminent that Israel is going to mount a ground invasion into Gaza. I'm concerned that a ground invasion into Gaza without clearly defined objectives is going to be the start of another no-win war that is not good for Israel. And Look, I realize that Vivek Ramaswamy is a fucking very intelligent individual who went to school for a number of years that spent a lot of money on an education that obviously has not served him well. George Soros' money. But I have a question for you, Vivek. Dead serious. You want to fucking answer some questions, you prick? Let's answer this question right off the bat, okay? Tell me something. Is going into Gaza and destroying Hamas an end state? Is yes. it a defined goal? Yeah. It is a defined goal. That is an end state. That is an end state goal. What is our ultimate goal? To destroy... I don't know where you're getting. Israel's going willy-nilly, and they're just... Again, he is preaching speaking points that have been given to every moderator and every person that is going to ask a question about this all the way across the news spectrum, except for us. Because I'm going to call him out on his bullshit. You're full of shit, dude. You are lying. How did you... How? The only way this involves us is if we put our people in the way. Don't get me wrong. There are 29 dual citizen Americans that are stuck currently right now in Gaza. Yes. Do we need to get them back? Absolutely. Do we do it with or without Israel's permission? Absolutely. After I get those 29 people out, you can do whatever you want. Because they are American citizens nonetheless. And I would never leave an American behind. Thank you. Come again. But I would go in, fuck up Gaza, get those people out, and then let the Israelis do whatever they got to do. And BB wouldn't have anything to say. He would say, thank, thank you. you. Come again. I'm dead serious. This is, I, I hate to say, this is the worst interview Tucker's going to do. I, I will let it play, but this is the worst interview Tucker's going to do because this guy is full of shit. This is just, I got yelled at the other day on fucking Leanna's show. When she started playing this dude who's talking about seals and all this other fantastical bullshit, he said three things that automatically question his standing in the community, A, B, where he was, and C, what he actually did. When he said that seals don't ride on shit hooks, he is full of shit. First of all, the shit hook or the Chinook in the U.S. military is the most powerful helicopter we got. It is the fastest, most high -end high flying helicopter. I've been in that bitch. She'll get up to 61,000 feet. It struggles, but she'll do it. Seals fly on shit hooks all the time. Don't tell me that seals don't fly on shit hooks. You're full of shit. When you say stupid shit like that, he just said, well, I, I just think that you know, Hamas, you know, if, if we, if we enter, no, it's not us entering. It's Israel. Let Israel do Israel. 
I'm not about isolationist borders. What I am about is take, we have never ever stopped in this country for five fucking minutes and said, hey, let's fix America. Let's fix the problem with welfare. Let's fix the problem with social security. Let's fix the problem with the homeless. Let's fix the problems, the hundreds and millions of problems there are with our veterans. Let's fix that first before we fix the rest of the world. Let's start here. If if all of America is happy, let me tell you something. Going out there and bringing peace to the rest of the world, the rest of America would be happy. The problem is, is America is not happy because we keep sending money overseas that our own fucking people need. The American people are the wife in this relationship. Happy wife, happy life. I, I would agree. Absolutely. Great. Great analogy, babe. Great analogy. I agree a hundred. You know what? Thunder. 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 Thunder kicks. Get the fuck out of here. Wrapping up the thunder kicks here. Yeah, you got two tonight. Shit, you, so, you're starting out hot. She's starting out hot, folks. She came in with some smoke. I'm just saying. I mean, I did. I uh, I've been running all freaking day. Yeah, so why? So what's Seriously, your point? It's welcome, fantastic. Welcome, welcome I mean, to the working. I run world. every day, but primarily because it hurts to sit down. So <laughs> I didn't do that much today. That's just because of your ass bone. I know. I cracked my coccyx. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> And not on his. It just it it sounds funny to say it that way. I cracked my coccyx. I don't know why. It just sounds funny. It just really does. Fun times. Anyway, I just listen though. There, uh, there's a reason I wanted to play this interview because I really wanted to hear what Vivek said because, you know, him saying essentially that we need to hold off, that we that we need to stop Israel from going into Gaza, which is what he's saying here, right? tells me that this war is not sanctioned by Klaus Schwab, who is more important than Jesus Christ, according to the Pope. Hmm. Why would that be? Isn't Klaus? Somebody knows something about what's coming that they are fucking terrified of. Somebody told me a long time ago that Klaus Schwab is Jewish. Um, They're all Jewish, baby. Not Kazarian. Actually Jewish. Yeah. He's old school. He's Talmud Jewish. Well, that's funny because his father um, was a hardcore Nazi and founded Schwabenland. Yeah, but his, his mother was apparently a Jew. If his mother was a, a purebred Jew, then that would make him Jewish because that comes down the maternal line. Correct. Somebody told me that a long time ago and I like Hitler, you know, Hitler, Hitler was also Jewish because his mother was Jewish. Jewish. She was pure blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes me wonder. Yeah. And his wife was Jewish. Because you remember, remember Hitler was Jewish and he destroyed the Jewish people. Did he? Schwab. He could be Jewish. And if this is all on his behest. Maybe he's not allowed in the club anymore, and that's what the problem is. Maybe this is why he's pushing Iran to do this. Makes me wonder. Is he, though? All right, let's see what this uh, shitbag snake says. I, I, I fucking hate this kid. I know. I really can't stand him. I cannot stand I really hate him, by the way. Not good for 
for the United States. And so one of the things I've been thinking about just in recent days, you hear a lot of histrionics here, a lot of bloodthirsty neocons, in fact, far less reasonable than even many Israelis that are far more rational about this than some here in the United States is, how could this play out? Right? So, so if we just think about one reasonable scenario, let's just go step by step in terms of where we are. Israel mounts a ground invasion into, into Gaza, okay? It doesn't have a clearly defined goal, but they've mounted that ground invasion. That crosses a red line that Hezbollah has previously identified, saying that that's their red line for attacking Israel. And this might be exactly when Israel is mired in a ground conflict in Gaza, which I worry could be a trap. Networks, kilometers upon kilometers of tunnels, a lot of traps that they could walk into. That could be a moment that's perfectly appropriate, unfortunately, for Hezbollah to decide to go after Israel. Israel's then in a two-front war, both in the north and the south in Gaza. Now you're talking about real risk of, there's no way that you're really gonna avoid some level of US involvement there. Now look at what the Iranian-backed militias and other places like Iraq, like you know the, 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 Badr, the Badr group in Iraq. You talk about the Houthis in Yemen, in Yemen. What have they said? This is also gonna be their red line for involvement. So now you have broader regional conflict. At a time when you have civilian casualties in Gaza, that turns the rest of the world's back on Israel. By the way, even in the case of success, ending up with what fills the vacuum, Hamas 2.0, with a bunch of radicalized Palestinians. So I don't think that that, I think that's a real, unfortunately, a reasonable way for how this could play out. What, what, can I just ask you to pause the sincere question? What is the plan? I mean, this is yeah. something the United States has, in, has in preemptively endorsed and is paying for. So I think it's fair to ask yeah. that question. Um, what is the plan? Well, I think that that's the elephant in the room that's missing, is that we don't have from Israel a clear sense of what the objectives are. Now, in the United States, we should be reasonably helping our partner who is struck in the case of really a, a, a devastating and inhumane hit to their country. Of it was course. barbaric. I think our job is to tell them these are the mistakes we made in the wake of 9-11 when that happened to us here. This is a time to have a clearly defined objective. Instead, we get histrionics from the likes of Lindsey Graham or Nikki Haley or Mike Pence offering. Okay. Look, right. look, oh, retard. I'm, I'm first sorry. of all, I can't. First of all, retard. Stop. All right. I, I, I was pretty clear. And I'm pretty sure most. This is my problem with Washington, D.C. They are so disconnected from us at the ground. They have no idea that down here, we're saying let Israel do Israel. Americans are saying. Let Israel do Israel. All right. So they will they will suffer their own consequences for their own actions. Look, this is a big boy society. All right. Right. We all live in a big boy society. You know the rules. You fuck the rules. You find out. That's what happens. Look, Israel's a big boy. They've got nuclear weapons. They've got an they've got the same armaments that we do. Let them be their own, let them be their own man. Let them figure out their own way. Because if we keep interceding, every country in the world is going to expect the United States of America to intercede on their behalf. They already do. And that's our problem. So, but what he said there, that's why I had to pause it. That after 9-11, we made all kinds of mistakes, which was true. We went into Iraq and Afghanistan with no defined purpose. No, we had, no, no, that's not true. Okay, what was Again, our defined purpose? That is not true. 
You have to look at both situations separately because they were both two different wars. If you look at it that way, if you're going to look at it that way, then look at it as two different wars. What was our purpose in Afghanistan? We were going after the motherfuckers who flew planes in the World Trade Center and killed 3,000 Americans. That's what we were doing in Afghanistan. What we were doing in Iraq. The same thing we were told on the ground. Apparently, the American people weren't told on the ground. No. We were never told anything about any weapons of mass destruction. We were told of an army that was funneling terrorists through Iraq into Afghanistan to be exact Al-Qaeda. That's what we were there for. And that's what we went to root out. So when we were attacked on 9-11, we were told that it was Al-Qaeda, that it was Osama bin Laden, right? Whether that was true or not, who knows? What if Osama bin Laden's still alive? Just a thought here. Real quick, hold on. Let me let me throw a scenario out here that you all might... Because there was some truth in what that the other guy was saying the other day on Leanna's show that I agreed with. And I liked listening to the other dude. I didn't like listening to the guy that was from the CIA because he was full of shit. But the other dude, <coughs> the truther, the patriot, he said a lot of shit that made a lot of sense. And it's kind of scary. Think about this for a second. That guy said, we dumped bin Laden's body in the ocean mm-hmm. only after Pakistani ISI took DNA samples from it. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. Why did Pakistani ISI take DNA samples from it? Why didn't we? He's dead. We're dumping his body in the ocean. It's not like Allah's ever getting that motherfucker back. It's not like any Muslim's going to know where his body's at. Why didn't we take the DNA? It's not Why like did we, we didn't have his DNA on file since he was educated and lived in the United States for a very long time. And why didn't we... Why did we let ISI in one of our U.S. naval vessels do it? That's really fucking weird. That doesn't make any sense. Any sense whatsoever. You can ask Josh. There's no way a Pakistani ISI officer is coming on a U.S. nuclear naval vessel. That shit ain't happening. The security risks alone are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Even if he's coming down, he's touching down in a helicopter, stepping off the helicopter and swabbing some dead dude's mouth who's got like 80 bullets in it and then jumping back on that helicopter and flying away. That's there right. is no way the United States is going to let that happen on a nuclear aircraft carrier. And yet supposedly they did. Yeah, it's weird. What if Obama was bought off by Iran? That's why we had to pay the $12.9 billion that we did in the pallets of cash that were dropped off in the airstrip. And what if that was to fund bin Laden's new hiding spot in Iran? What if bin Laden's been living in Iran ever since? And he's not dead. And he's still been controlling Al-Qaeda, ISIS, and all the other fucking Muslim savages that are running around the world. Because that's what they are. They will kill you and I just for fun. They don't give a fuck. You're a Christian? Hmm. They don't care. They'll give a shit whether you believe in God or not. You don't believe in their God, and that's what they're going to kill you for. Yep. Even though their God is the same as our God, we just view them differently. Stupid people. But he said that the Israeli people didn't have a, a clear focus here. 
Where? How, how don't they? They know exactly who attacked them. They know exactly the people behind this. They're going after them. Like we were told that it was bin Laden and Al Qaeda. And we don't know if that was true. They know. They know it was Hamas. They know where Hamas lives. They know where they're coming from. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Except us. So how is there not a clear purpose, a clear direction? I'm confused. What happens after? Who knows? If if the IDF does their ground invasion of Gaza and wipes out Hamas and Hezbollah comes and attacks them from the north. They're going to roll north too. Ezekiel 38, 39 come to pass and Gog and Magog and God will step in. And maybe that's what Klaus Schwab is so scared of. Maybe he's not ready for that. Oh, maybe he's not ready for the second coming. Yeah. Hmm. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe this isn't working out quite the way he thought it would. Maybe God's going to step in and eliminate all the people that are vaccinated. Two women in the field. One is taken. Two women grinding. One is taken. One is left behind. One is seized. Got to Got to wonder. One is left behind. Got to wonder. Cause this shit is no longer what it used to be. It used to be pretty clear and defined. Now we're getting back into the foggy bullshit of everything because think about it. Biden is Biden chose to send a hundred million dollars to both Ukraine and Israel and Hamas. Now is Hamas getting a hundred million? I don't know. Are they getting some portion of that money? Supposedly. Why? What did you just pay? What did you just give money to? Because I got to ask that because according, according to what I understand, we still have captives over there. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Well, Biden does. That's, that's our, that's our ploy. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Okay. So you want me to kill your people? Well, apparently Biden just gave him a hundred for what? Well, let's see what this, how are you not an enemy of the state when you provide money to our enemies? How are you not a fraud? How are you not? Let me, let me go to the charges under seditious conspiracy. I, I, I just, I don't understand where, how have we gotten so far away from this one simple document that we all can't remember that when you give money to an organization that provides terror around the world, that's illegal. That's high bribes in misdemeanors. Treason. That's treason. Well, let's see what this uh, neocon has to say about it. This warmongering piece of shit. Yep. Former Secretary of State and Fox News contributor, our friend Mike Pompeo, is back. Sir, welcome back. Great to have you. Thank you, Sean. Great to be with you. Mr. Secretary, we're worried about a two-front war. In the north, uh, Hezbollah and, and Lebanon, uh, and then, of course, Gaza. Now we have Iran threatening and warning Israel their time is up. At that point in time, I know Israel it would be difficult, a two-front war. But if Iran involves itself, I would argue, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
its very existence would be hanging in the balance. To me, that would be a threat to the entire region and maybe the consequences even worse. And I don't even want to go there. How bad would that be? Yeah, it'd be deeply dangerous, Sean. And, and, and I frankly think we're pretty close to that today. I do think we have war at hand, this barbarity that we saw in the southern Israeli desert. Uh, we can't forget, as you mentioned in your opening monologue, 30 Americans killed. And the president of the United States travels to Israel and doesn't mention the address to which this would be held responsible, right? The Islamic Republic of Iran. I hope that we will continue to give Israel the space and the resources it needs to do the necessary for its own people, because it's necessary for Americans as well. There's still American hostages being held there as well. Uh, if, we just, if we just get Hamas, that will be a good thing. It will save lives. It will eliminate one threat to the Jewish people in their homeland. But make no mistake about it, this came from Iran in spite of President Biden and his team's unwillingness to acknowledge that. They underwrote it. They trained them. They prepared them. There is no doubt they knew about this. And it will be their decision about whether Hezbollah comes in from the north. And that this is not inevitable. America can deter a two-front war for Israel, but it's going to require American leadership that I simply have not seen and not appeasement. And the fact, Sean, that President Biden goes there and says, I'm going to give the Palestinians another $100 million of U.S. taxpayer money is exactly the kind of appeasement that brought us to the very day that we're sitting in right here today. And by the way, the PA reports are that they're going to reward the families of October 7th, quote, terrorists with money, uh, which they have done historically. You're right about the $100 million. Um, here's the problem. I've been in, in those tunnels that they dig with Israeli money, uh, cement, electricity, American money, cement, electricity. In other words, the money that we sent for infrastructure, schools, hospitals, they use it to build tunnels to kill you know, the people in Israel. So why would Joe give them? It's not going to go to the Palestinian people. That money's going straight in Hamas's pocket. Am I wrong? No, you're exactly right. Just as we've been talking for years about the fact that the Obama and Biden administrations underwrote the Iranian regime. They have enforced sanctions. Iran now has some $50, 60000000000 billion more than they had when we left office in January of 2021. They gave $6 billion to get five hostages back. And now the Iranians shot hold more hostages than they did when we paid ransom for the previous hostages. This policy is all just messed up. It's backwards. Instead of being a close ally and friend of Israel, instead of recognizing that the Gulf Arab states want to find a concordat, they want to find a way forward. That's why we got the Abraham Accords. The Biden administration cozied up with the Iranians, with the Islamic Republic of Iran, and created the context against which the slaughter of 1,300 Israelis took place. Let me ask you this, Mr. Secretary. Um, I know because I spoke to you when you were on the job as Secretary of State, and you were always in some country, but you had a great relationship with, with countries. We, under the Trump administration, under your leadership, you forged relationships with America, with Israel, with the Egyptians, the Jordanians, the Saudis, the Emirates, all to fight back against Iranian hegemony in the region. Um, that is now gone. Well, how do you interpret that the Jordanians, Egyptians, even Abbas wouldn't meet with Joe Biden? How do you interpret that? Sean, that's, it's stunning. I try to imagine them uh, checking out of a meeting with President Trump like that. I, I, we'd all been working on the tweet really quickly. Uh, because By the way, they're I mean, they're laughing because it's, 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 it's laughable. It, it wouldn't happen. It, that, that's right. It, I, it's why it was a bit of a joke, and this is serious stuff. Uh, it, it wouldn't have happened. They wouldn't have walked away because they would have known that they wanted to see the president of the United States and his secretary of state 
and they wanted to be part of the, the, the conditions that would have saved their lives too. This is not just, the Iranian regime is not just a threat to the people of Israel and the United States. They're launching missiles from Yemen into Saudi Arabia. They've killed people in Europe. This is a challenge that confronts all people who care about human dignity and decency. And so, you know, when President Biden says, you know, we're just going to, we're going to allow them to have a missile program, that we're going to let them build out their nuclear program. These are the signals that tell the Ayatollah and Raisi, the leader of the leaders of Iran and the IRGC, it tells them green light, do precisely what it was they did on October 7th. And the world has changed, but we now need to make sure we give Israel every space to do exactly what they need to do. And should America tell them to stop, I hope that they will choose not to listen to do that which is necessary. They need to protect their borders in very much the same way that we have the responsibility to protect sure. American sovereignty as well. All right, Secretary Pompeo, always great to have you, sir. Hey, Sean. I, 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 I disagree with you there, Pompeo. No, really? Yeah, I, I disagree. I, I, I don't think we have the ability to protect ourselves right now. I really don't. I'm really scared. Like, not scared in the way that I'm fearful for the country because, you know what? I know at least I talk to 55,000 of you all every night. Can, and you all know the same thing I do. You all agree the same way I do. So I'm not really too concerned because we got a small force that can take on a lot. But I ask the question because I wonder. Where is our military? I, I do wonder because where are the person? Because you know what I've seen a lot of? I've seen a lot of these weird TikTok videos where I was lied to by my recruiter. You know, it's funny. I was recruited. I was recruited by my father, I think. I don't know if that's true or not. Or by the judge who kind of told you. Well, the judge really, you know, army at that jail. point. But, it but was, he was had, in cahoots with your father. It had already started well before that. But I was recruited. I, I don't understand. These kids that are going in the military, did you think you were going to make a billion dollars? Because if you thought that, you're fucking higher than a kite. If you thought you were going to play on the all-army baseball team, I've got bad news for you. Your first job is a rifleman. You will be fighting before you're fucking playing any baseball or playing the clarinet or fucking running the trombone. Trust me, even if it's a rusty one. And it doesn't matter if you're a tranny or a fucking fag or a fucking queer or a, a straight guy or a, a lesbian or a, I, I don't know, a tranny. It doesn't matter. You're going to war. Remember last year when inflation was at an all-time high and um, army privates were bitching that they couldn't afford to eat, feed their families? And I want to say Millie said, uh, oh, apply for food stamps. Yeah. You really thought you were going to make a billion dollars in the army when they're telling you to go apply for food stamps as you're trying to protect our country? Although I got another question for you, too. For all the people that haven't enlisted, why haven't you enlisted? Is it because of our current administration? Because mm. I wouldn't enlist. Mm -mm. And I did it once before under a worse administration. Mm. I did it under Clinton. When he was worse. gutting. He was, no, he gutted the military. We lost all of our senior leadership. Sure. I watched a staff sergeant with over 20 years of experience just get marched out the door because he refused to go get promoted. 
because he wanted to stay working with the guys he had. Mm-hmm. That's some bullshit right there. Hey, I remember when under Obama, we ran out of ammunition and you guys had to dry fire on the fucking shooting. No, range. no, we didn't. We never dry fired. We always made sound effects, but 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 budget cuts, but 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 budget cuts. We always made fucking sound effects. Jesus. So if you think that this is new, this ain't new, y'all. This is just history. Repeating itself it's over and over again. It's a circle. It never stops. Think it about- just seems like all of history repeating itself has now been compressed into like three years. Israel is like, I'll save Israel Yes, for Texas last. Trout. He said that. Might have been Kirby, but yeah, they said to go apply for food stamps. If you, if you, were, an, if you were an active duty service member and you didn't make enough to feed your family with inflation, then you should go apply for food stamps. Yes, he said that. But hey. Hey, what when is, I, well, well, no, wait no, 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 wait. Under what's Bush, the, wait a minute. What's primary Stop. business outside Stop. of every post? Uh, R- immediately when you come off of any post, what's what's right there? Pawn shops and strip clubs. But That's it. When you, listen, when I was working in D.C., I'm going to tell you right now, no bullshit. I, I, I give the military this. There are, there are things that they do do outside of, well, really, and just in the Washington, D.C. national area, that's really the capital region. That's the real area that they do shit for soldiers because there's no way a soldier living on $55,000 a year can afford an apartment in Washington, D.C. So think about this. A normal apartment, a standard apartment, one bedroom, one bathroom with a kitchenette and a dining room or a a kitchen, a kitchen area. Six floor th- loft walk up. Yes. You're looking at almost spending almost a hundred thousand dollars a year on that apartment. Easy. Easy. Just to get the apartment. How does a guy with only 55 grand a year afford an apartment like that? Well, the military steps in and says, Hey, look, you got to lower your rent. This, that, and the other thing. They do do some good things. For instance, they do do that for us when we were in, when I was in DC, I got a card a Metro card that was pre-stamped with like, I don't know, $400 worth of fucking travel fare on. So I could drive, I could drive to the local train station and then take the train station, take the train into work. And then I take the train out of work to my car and then take my car back to my house. And we were blessed to have some good family friends that lived just outside of DC that put Mick up for four years. Um, But you know, when he was in the hospital, and again, we were very blessed that his aunt literally lived like five minutes away from the hospital. And so we were able to stay with her. I was able to stay with her as I was pregnant. But all these guys were there in the hospital by themselves. And my mom and I made it a, a practice because Mick could only have one visitor at a time that we would go through the ICU and we would sit with the soldiers, the other soldiers that were in there. And we would talk to them, read them letters from home, just hold their hands, whatever, just give them some kind of human interaction, some kind of contact. And I'd ask them, are you married? You have kids? Where's your wife? And it was a lot of, oh yeah. And I mean, these are young kids. These are 18, 19, 20 year old guys. And they generally got married as soon as they joined the army because they were all of a sudden, oh shit, I might die. And that impulse to reproduce kicked in, you know, it's not only women that have that biological clock, army guys get it too. And then they left their 
high school sweetheart or the stripper they picked up in the bar and got pregnant and married um, behind in Kansas or Oklahoma or whatever it is. Another 18, 19 year old, 20 year old kid with a baby and they couldn't afford to come to DC while their husband is oftentimes literally at death's door because in order to stay at the Navy house in Bethesda, it's $30 a day. That doesn't seem like a lot. Most hotel rooms are $170, $250 a night. Doesn't seem like a lot. But when your husband is in the hospital for six months to a year and you're only making $30,000 a year and the only way that you're surviving is if your wife works, she can't take six months off of work and then go spend $30 a day to stay at the Navy house. If she can even get in, because there's like a two-year waiting list on there. Same thing with the Ronald McDonald house at Walter Reed, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, same thing. Two-year waiting list to get in, $30 a day to stay there. All these kids were sitting there dying by themselves because the government didn't think it was important enough. No, the government didn't think that that many people were going to get fucked up. Mm -hmm. That was the problem. No, that no initially, no Texas trout. They don't open that for military family. That is for military families. That is the rate for military families. You can only stay at the Ronald McDonald's house or at the uh, the Navy house if your spouse is active duty military and in that hospital. That's the only way you can stay there. It's still thirty dollars a day. She's got to have a pink card to get in there. Yep. She doesn't have that. She's not getting in. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, not new. No, it's not new. All the same shit, just a different echo of war. Yep. Anyway. That's it. That's what we're going to see coming from all of this. And here it comes. The West is next. Shit, it's already here. It is here. It came Let's bring in oh Mira Mikaeli, ACT News founder, former Israeli TV anchor and reporter. Mira, I, I'm sure you heard part of our segment there. As I understand it, you've attended a, a shiva, a period of mourning for one of your friends who lost her sister at that concert at the hands of Hamas terrorists. What do you think when you hear leaders so quick to blame Israel uh, when Israel here was the innocent victim? First of all, thank you so much uh, for having me, Kaylee. And uh, thank you for the moral clarity in your studio it's not to be taken for granted in the crazy world we live in these days. Um, yes, I did pay a Shiva call, um, the morning period of my friend, my dear friend um, that lost her life at a party. Noah Zender is her name. Um, I worked with her sister for many, many years. We worked together on the news. And unfortunately, like many Israelis, she lost her life while she was just going to a party, trying to celebrate love and life like mm -hmm. many Israelis. And when I look at the protests across the globe and I, and I ask myself, what is it all about? Is it about human rights, about the killing of innocent civilians? If so, where were they two weeks ago? I wanna show you what Hamas is all about. This is a picture that was taken two weeks ago. This is Arik and Ruth Peretz. Ruth, a 16 year old suffering from ALS, was brought to the Nova party in Kibbutz Re'im just to celebrate life. Were, their bodies were identified 
a week and a half later, only yesterday. This is what Hamas is all about. So I want to tell all those, all those protesters in Brussels, in Paris, in Berlin, in London, you can protest, but be prepared because they will come for you. Israel is fighting its war, but it's not only our war. At first, it was Al-Qaeda, then it was ISIS, now it's Hamas. We need to eliminate the evils of, we've seen the evils and the atrocities of Hamas. I cannot understand how people can support Hamas after everything we've seen. You know, I thought to myself two weeks ago, with all this pain of my friends dying, not knowing where my friends are, I thought to myself, you know what, maybe now at least the world will understand what we're dealing with. But it's so unfortunate to see that this is not the case. So I want to tell those protesters, thankfully, you don't live under Hamas regime. You live in a free country. So go protest, but be prepared because they will come to you. And Israelis are strong. You know, most Israelis have gone to the army. Uh, there was one Israeli father in the South that killed two weeks ago 15 terrorists and saved his family. We will be okay. What will happen when Hamas come to Europeans? And we've seen only this week, you know, two people were killed in Brussels. This is the same story, and we need to eliminate Hamas now. Miri, you know, that, that breaks my heart, that picture. Um, a young girl, 16 years old, someone with ALS. Hamas went after, intentionally, the most, vul most vulnerable. You put on your feed a 12-year-old girl named Noya. And Noya, as I understand, had autism. And they took Noya, this beautiful girl, described in your Twitter feed as sensitive, kind, funny, and a massive lover of Harry Potter. She needs care, she needs attention, but Hamas just kidnapped her, took her away. So I can update you, unfortunately, uh, Noya was found dead oh. um, and they killed her. And they've abducted 203 Israelis after they murdered more than 1,500 babies, children, burnt, families alive and you know last night i was here in the studio trying to read out loud to the camera the names of all those who were abducted to gaza and you see their names and their age and you understand tell me something hmm. how do you reason with someone who is willing to eliminate someone with ALS and someone with autism. How do you reason with those people? I, I'm just asking because maybe I didn't take that class in the police academy. I've realized that there's no way to realize them with them or there's no way that you can get to their level. The only thing you can do is hope for a peaceful situation, in which case you end up eliminating the person who's trying to take the person, the other person's life because once committed, you can't pull that trigger back. You know what I mean? Once you once you commit yourself to do something like this, once you're put in the crosshairs and somebody else is watching you, you have to go through with it. Think about it. When you were a kid, there were kids that dared you all the time to do shit, right? Especially you. Oh, yeah. I dare you to jump out of that tree. No problem. You did it. Absolutely. Why? Every time. Because there was people watching, right? Because I have no fear. Well, that too. But <laughs> people were watching. Same thing's here. How do you, how do you reason with something like you can't, the only reason, the only reason a savage knows is a bullet. That's it. 
it might sound heartless. You all might sound me. You you all might tell me that I'm I'm clad and I'm I'm just I'm chased because I was in, in at war. No, there is no other solution. They don't give a fuck. They will kill you. That's that's what all these military guys are telling you. They don't give a shit about your beliefs. You might believe in Palestine. You might have a great big Palestinian flag flying out in front of your house. You know what they care about? Fuck you. Watch this. Here. Hold my beer while I kill you. That's seriously. That is where they're at. So they could give a shit less. Yesterday, we listened to Bibi Netanyahu compare Hamas to the Nazis. And today, as you're bringing up, or she brought up, that they killed a girl with ALS, with a 16-year-old with ALS, honestly, is probably a jab injury. And the 12-year-old girl with autism. Probably a jab injury. Also a jab injury. But who did the Nazis target before they targeted the Catholics and the Jews? All the retards. All of the special needs people, mm-hmm. all the elderly, they went after the elderly, they went after, look at the pull, they're, look at the pull they're getting from around the world. Do you not see the same thing happening but, that happened in 1936 Germany, happening in, ni- in 2023 Israel? Why did the Nazis go after the weak? Because you have to. You got to slim the population down. Yeah. It's easy. Easy pickings. So, call me a crazy conspiracy theorist. I will. Crazy conspiracy theorist. So, we've been debating since, for the last two weeks, since this war started in Israel. How Hamas got over the border. Why Israeli intelligence essentially seemingly stood down. When they were warned at least three, maybe as much as 10 days before that something was going to happen. It was like 10 days. Okay. So we've been going back and forth that, you know, the Israelis maybe let this happen. If the Israelis let this happen, why would they target their own children with ALS and autism? Well, I, I do have some news on that. I do. Do you? Yeah. I got a call about uh, probably eight days ago. I The problem is, is confirming this has been hard. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to confirm it. We've been doing our best. We've called a lot of different people. I've called a lot of different folks to try and confirm this, and I can't get anybody to confirm it. So take this as a blowhard fucking, I don't know, conspiracy theory. I can't confirm it. But I have a a source that told me that this thing started as a green on blue incident. If you remember green green on blue incidents in the U.S. military, they were Afghanis who came back after, they were Afghanis that were working with the Afghan military that were working with U.S. soldiers. And they killed American troops. Now, what I understand is a lot of these checkpoints down on the border, the Israelis have become more amenable to inserting Palestinian troops along the Gaza Strip, and they've been letting Hezbollah troops man some of the checkpoints in the north. Well, that turned sour, obviously. Which is how they breached 15 checkpoints. Which is 
making me wonder, was that on purpose or was that like legit? Like this was Hamas's plan from the get-go. Incompetence or evil? Was it Israel trying to show some true, like a true, like olive branch of peace saying, look. Extending out that hand saying. Look, we're going to be real about this. We're going to let you man your own checkpoints, do your own thing, blah, blah, blah. But all we want is this to be done. And there's a reason for it. And apparently the Palestinians were all about it. Now we know why. Hmm. Hmm. Makes you wonder. But <sighs> that's what we're hearing. Anyway, I I'll, when I get more, I'll let you know. But I just haven't been able to confirm it. I've been trying to confirm it through a couple different sources. Israel is not talking about it, interestingly enough. No, you don't say. Yeah. Sorry, Sparky. I know you come here to get away from the war shit that's everywhere. You want to get hot? Um, and you can't take a side on this war because they'll come after you either way. No, you take a side. Take a side. No, don't don't not take a side. Take a side. But look, if you're going to take a side, stick with it. Don't give it up. Don't ride the fence all you end up Seriously. with a fence post up your ass. That's it. It's not comfortable. Apparently. I didn't know you had one. I mean, there was that one time. <laughs> you remember that time? You no. want to get high? <laughs> I know. Anyway, you want to get high? Here we go, fuckers. Yes. You know what time it is. Because I didn't smoke after I finished working today. If you know what time it is, it's I about that time. Hopped in the shower real quick, then ran to get McBeer, and then ran back here to record an interview with Ghost on My Third Eye, which comes out probably first week in November. And that went to like right up 15 minutes before the show. I was losing my mind. Yeah, Mc even though I told him yesterday, I'm doing it from 4.30 to 5.30, get everything ready beforehand. It's not about that. I know. I got other shit I got to set up just other than that. I am very grateful to all our friends who have been so kind as to host me on their shows so that I can talk about electroculture and push our business and all that good stuff. So... Absolutely. I don't disagree with that. If any of y'all have been holding off on ordering because you think you're going to overwhelm me, I am caught up. Order away. Keep me busy. You can still save 20% with promo code WOLFPACK well, at electrofreedom.com. You just dared the fuckers. That's I did. I did. I did. So I like being caught up. We even have blanks in the buckets. Wow. Yeah. Not a lot, but enough. Blanks in the buckets. It's good Are we stuff. up to like, uh, did we already get the, the 500? Yeah, that one went out today. Okay. Yep. I have uh, four more antennas that I have to wrap for that, but the shipping label's already made. So I'll do that right after the show and we'll be good to go. They've already been oiled and everything. They just need to be wrapped in. I was waiting on the oil to dry before I wrapped them. Some awesome person put in an order for over $500. They're obviously doing the sacred geometry. So a dozen 42-inch antennas, 484-inch antennas, 630-inch antennas. So, yeah, that all went out today. So, so. they're going, they're they're rocking the Fibonacci Fuck sequence. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yep. That's the way you do it. Absolutely. So with the, the copper underground, understand you've got to have the copper wire underground mm -hmm. connecting all of the, the rods together. That's yeah. what's really important. Since I'm caught up now, I'm actually working on putting a package together for that. So it'll be 
nine antennas. I'll probably probably start with the six foot package just because I know I have nine of those. Um, so nine antennas, instructions on how to grid, grid it out in the Fibonacci sequence, extra copper to grid the bottom, extra copper to connect them on the top. And uh, no, Tammy, you don't need to send your box back. It's all good. Um, and uh, and then two video calls with me for advice, placement, whatever. Growing stance. Yeah. Um, what you're so, going to grow. Yeah. So that'll... That'll probably be out. That'll be out before Thanksgiving. That'll be like a Black Friday special kind of a thing. So, um, yeah. So, electrofreedom.com. See, Sparky, I could put Jew flags on my antennas or I could put Palestinian flags on my antennas. I'd be like that little kid that was selling puppies outside of the conventions that Ronald Reagan talks about, you know, like, you guys ever heard the story about the little kid that sold puppies outside of the conventions? Ronald Reagan tells, told the story that uh, they had the Republican convention in California and this little kid was outside and uh, and he's selling puppies. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It started with the Democrat convention. It was the, the DNC convention and he's selling puppies and he's going, Democrat puppies, get your puppies, get your Democrat puppies. And then the next week, the RNC convention is there and he's He's doing the same thing, but now they're Republican puppies. Get your Republican puppies. The guy walks up to him and says, well, last week they were Democrat puppies and now they're Republican puppies. What happened? He goes, they opened their eyes. <laughs> oh, I love those jokes. Those are my favorites. <laughs> so if you didn't hear, Jim Jordan is not seeking a third election for Speaker of the House no, as no, he's lost... No. The last two. No, no, he's not. Because he just said he was. No, no. He officially said tonight that he's not seeking. This was a couple hours ago and it was, I'm still running for speaker. At 5 p.m. I got the text message alert that said he is not seeking. He is not seeking a third term or a third election. Uh, okay. That just came out like before we came on the show. Yeah, because this, like I pulled this again, like as the show was starting. I tell you what, I'll show you. Please, you obviously don't believe me. Well, I'm. I'm just going to Google search it. Okay. Oh, now he's saying he's staying in. Told you. Wow. Before it said he was getting out. No, 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 no. Here's Jim Jordan right here. Mm. Someone said he was getting out and he came out and addressed it. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I saw. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Because yeah, I, I saw that he was getting out. Nope. Nope. That was fake news. Fake news. And this is from Jim Jordan himself. Really? So I'll just say this. We made the, we made the pitch to, um, members on the resolution as a way to lower the temperature and get back to work. Uh, we decided that wasn't where we're going to go. I'm still running for speaker and I plan to go to the floor uh, and get the votes and win this race. But I want to go talk with a, a few of my colleagues, particularly I want to talk with the 20 individuals who voted against me um, so that we can move forward and begin to work for the American people. Are you going to the floor today? Baker clips had tip to you, sir. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, good. Keep running, Jim. Uh, you know, the 22 
individuals that are doing this now, they're doing this because they didn't have the balls to do it before uh, when Gates did it. So the 22 individuals, as far as I'm concerned, are playing off of Gates balls. They are literally rolling off the backside of the balls. Uh, I, I mean, he, he started this when he eliminated Kevin McCarthy. You have three people right now voting against Jim Jordan just because Matt Gates got rid of Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. You all do realize that, right? Yep. Like, this is how childish this is. If red is a power tie, what the fuck is pale yellow? Sunshine. Happiness. Pussy. <laughs> pussy. Lots of pussy out there. I mean. That's what I keep yelling at my dog. Stop chasing pussy. It'll only get you in trouble. No shit. Jesus, just let it come to like, you. And if you're going to chase pussy, can you make it not the other team guy on the street? <laughs> For real. I mean, if there's two motherfuckers on the street that are going to shoot someone, it's Mick and the guy whose cat Seamus decided to chase. <sighs> anyway. And there's apparently really good video footage of it. So I got to ask him for that so we can play that for you because it apparently shows her going ass over tea kettle <laughs> in the driveway, which was impressive because when I saw it, I kind of started giggling. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a sick sadistic fuck and I want to get my penis chopped off tonight. That wasn't easy but it where was I cracked my coccyx. Really funny to watch my wife's ass go directly in front of the camera as if she was trying to moon it on purpose in some fucking spandex leotard shits going on. Yoga pant things. I was wearing yoga pants. See? You gave a you gave a great image of your cleaver, Beaver. Get me? Damn that, Seamus. So maybe I won't play that here, but let's not. Okay. Oh, GOP lawmakers react to Jim Jordan's plan. Here you go from CNN. Jim Jordan is pushing the pause button on his bid to be the next speaker of the House. Sources tell CNN. Jordan will not be vote today on the speakership. See, and that was his reaction to that. But he's not dropping out. Yeah, an, an interesting wrinkle in all of this. Uh, House Republicans obviously have been bitterly divided over the issue of speaker. Moderates have refused to back the ultra-conservative Jordan. And now sources tell CNN he's leaning toward backing the interim speaker, whoa, Patrick whoa, whoa. McHenry, I'm out. as a I'm temporary out. fix. Pause this shithead. Yep. Ultra-conservative Jim Jordan. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Because, because he thinks the election was stolen. Um, I'm a, I'm, Dude, I'm I, a middle of the road and I'm as centrist as you can be. Cause I'm a constitutionalist, bro. He ain't fucking, he ain't ultra mega. He ain't ultra nothing. He's almost more liberal. Well, and no, a lot he, of this shit, he, he backs Trump. He thinks the election was stolen. Yeah, but He's if you look the at woke bullshit, but if you look at the, the the way he spends money, if you look at the way he does everything else, as far as he's concerned, there's an open pocketbook in Washington D.C. and he spends money like a liberal. I'm sorry, we've look. There's a lot of Republicans that are in Congress right now that were once Democrats. There are never. There's never a Republican that is a Democrat. That'll never happen because they obviously believe enough on our, to that side. 
we're not going to finish playing that because it's obviously a bunch of lies since we just heard Jim Jordan dispute it. Yeah, obviously. So, oh, here's stop. Here's your friend Ted Cruz. My friend. Yeah, Wolverine. Is he now? Has he gone full Wolverine? I mean, he kind of looks like him. He 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 looks like actually he looks like Wolverine's dad. <laughs> I don't know if that's a nice thing to say to somebody or that I, I seriously check it out. He looks like, like Wolf Professor he is, Xavier. He, no, no, no. Like straight up. Like you look at him and you're like, oh, dude, you're Wolverine's dad. Watch. He's Thank good. you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Ms. Gard. As you know, the U.S.-Egypt relationship. No, 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 no. That Wolverine's is Wolverine's dad. No, no, no. That is Polly Walnuts <laughs> from The Sopranos. You remember the you remember the oh. fucking the flames he had going up the side of his head? Okay. That is Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos. This is Ted Cruz trying to get his Italian on. That's all this is. Ted Cruz is an Italian. He's Canadian, but okay. Has been damaged over the past week in the aftermath of the war that Hamas launched against Israel. A summit with President Biden, Egyptian President Sisi, and other Arab leaders was just canceled. On Tuesday night, a rocket fired by Palestinian terrorists fell short of Israel and landed instead in the parking lot of a hospital in Gaza. Palestinian officials in Gaza, which means Hamas, immediately announced that it was an Israeli airstrike and that 500 people had been killed. Their propaganda was then parroted and amplified by American corporate media, Reuters, The New York Times, MSNBC, and CNN. Anti-American riots broke out across the Middle East. Mobs marched on American embassies. The corporate media's rabid anti-Israel reporting that was false endangered the lives of Americans across the region, including our diplomats. That libel continues to reverberate in Egypt. The Egyptian government and public continues to peddle the lie and they blame America. How do you intend to navigate in this environment in Egypt? What can be done specifically? Thank you, Senator, for that question. I believe strongly that having a confirmed ambassador in place helps elevate our engagement um, and our ability to advance our U.S. interests. In this case, it's also building the relationships and the trust, which is extremely important for us to do. Um, and being active in terms of uh, telling our side of the story and the truth, which I think is also very important to do. Do you believe that this sort of anti-Israel media disinformation undermines American national security interests? I can say, uh, Mr. Senator, an issue that has come up several times today, uh, which I think is vitally important is disinformation in general and how we as a U.S. government need to think uh, more strongly about how we deal with disinformation. If his next question is not, what is your definition of disinformation? Ted Cruz is dead to me. Go ahead and play it. Across the globe, and in particular um, in the Middle East. Well, unfortunately, many in the media 
uh, allow their hatred of Israel to color their coverage, and indeed in this instance to cause them to peddle outright falsehoods. But the media is not alone. I want to ask you about another source of anti-American and anti-Israel incitement in Egypt. Pause it. The Muslim Brotherhood. No, pause it. The Muslim. He's dead to me. How? How would you not follow that up with what she just said? If you listen to what she said, she said, well, the, the messages of misinformation and disinformation can be closely concealed in two different words. Okay. Well, then explain to me, that should be your next question. Explain to me what your... Uh, I, I mean, I know he only gets so many minutes with him. And he and already has his questions written out. He doesn't do things on the fly. It's it's a long, but he he's a lawyer. He should be able to fluctuate between the two to be like, whoa, wait a minute. Yep. Wait a minute. You just said something that tickles my whistle. What is your, because now she, we're working off of an established, a pre-established definition of what misinformation and disinformation is just based on her last answer. So he's going to move into this next one. We have no idea if she's telling us the truth or lying to us because we have no idea what her definition of misinformation and disinformation is. So anything after this point, anything she feeds us after this point could be misinformation or disinformation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all word games and you're right. Always in Texas while well, we're both right. Cruz is Cuban by way of Canada. His parents went from Cuba to Canada and then came here. Dude, that's Polly Walnut. I'm sorry. Go watch the fucking Sopranos. You don't fucking believe me. Go watch the fucking Sopranos. You'll see Polly Walnuts just like that. I promise. Mm. Muslim Brotherhood, as in the past, seized control of the Egyptian government, and they remain influential and dangerous. The Egyptian government has imprisoned prominent Muslim Brotherhood figures. I want to ask you about one in particular, Salah Sultan. As you know, Sultan is a Muslim Brotherhood leader and a hate preacher. He has called for the eradication of Jews. He has called for, and this is a quote, obliterating America. He has called it divine law. Now, when you and I met in my office, we discussed this case. The Biden administration, bizarrely, has been pressuring Egypt to release Sultan and has even brought up his case to withhold assistance to Egypt. Some of my colleagues here in the Senate and on this committee agree with that pressure. I'd ask for your judgment. I understand there are genuine concerns about Egypt's imprisonment and treatment of political prisoners. However, Sultan is not an American citizen and is in fact an anti-American radical who preaches the murder of Americans and the murder of Jews. How on earth does it make sense that the Biden administration is trying to free a rabid anti-Semite who hates America and preaches violence against both Israel and America. Thank you, Mr. Senator, for that question. Um, and thank you from our last meeting, uh, you highlighted a few of the actual sites, um, which I did watch um, in Arabic to make sure that, that nothing was lost in translation. 
Um, and I condemn um, in the strongest sense, and I think everyone on this committee condemns uh, the comments that I did hear um, Mr. Uh, Sultan make um, on public TV in Egypt. That said, the United States government, this administration is pushing for rights across the board for those in prison to have medical access. He's 80 years old. He's so, been in so prison with respect, for a long time. So with respect, it's not medical access. There are members of this committee that are trying to write into law that America should free this man. And I'm, my time has expired, but I just want to read two quotes from him to understand who it is the Biden administration is trying to free. Here's one quote. We will fight Israel and all those who are behind it. Allah is present in this equation, and he is capable of obliterating America and any other oppressor. This is a divine law. That's one quote. Here's another quote. As someone who has studied Islamic law, specializing in Islamic jurisprudence, I am calling to kill the Israeli ambassador, not just expel him, any Zionist, tourist or other, who enters Egypt must be killed. I ask my Democrat colleagues, is this someone that we should be fighting to release from jail to be able to follow through on exactly what he's pledged he wants to do, which is murder Jews and murder Americans? All right, pause, hold on. You're absolutely right. The weird dude in the back is weird looking. Back that up just a little bit for me, just, a, just like a hair, just a couple minutes. Look at that dude. That dude just looks odd. He's got that big he dot. He comes with a dot. Yeah, he comes He comes with already a, a fixed target site. I mean, I was thinking Indian, but okay. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I really am going to hell. Swear to God. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Jaekwondo master, you are a moderator now, but you would have been if you keep the same fucking account. You like switch accounts keep more changing than changing accounts more than I Joe do. changes diapers. Yeah. Yeah. You saw what I did. All right. Because you finally are back in here. And I was like, oh, I got you, motherfucker. Seriously. Boop. All right. Do I have one more? Oh, here we go. Um, would you pick one? No. Uh, okay. Here you go. Stop. This is interesting. And I'm thinking it's some kind of bullshit, but. Some kind of bullshit. Um, interesting, though. Now to new developments. In one of Donald Trump's ongoing criminal proceedings, lawyer Sidney Powell pleaded guilty over the efforts to overturn Trump's 2020 loss in Georgia. Powell was charged alongside the former president and 17 others with violating the state's anti-racketeering law. Most of the others have pleaded not guilty. Former federal prosecutors are calling the move a significant win for the Georgia district attorney. Powell pleaded guilty to six misdemeanors, accusing her of conspiring to interfere with election duties. She will now serve six years on probation. All right, Ms. Powell, I just have a few questions for you. Do you understand the nature of the charges that have been reaccused and that you would be pleading guilty to today? 
I do, sir. And you've heard all the rights that uh, the state has gone through that you would waive by going forward with this plea. Do you still wish to waive those rights? I do. And are you pleading guilty today because you agree that there is a sufficient factual basis, that there are enough facts that support this plea of guilty? Powell has agreed to testify okay. truthfully against her code. Why didn't they give her answer there? Told you it was some kind of bullshit. Wow. Why didn't they give her answer there? They cut that out, didn't they? Very conveniently. What was her answer? I don't know. That's another clip I could find. Everything else cuts out right at the same time. She pled guilty. Apparently. Crazy, huh? That's mind-numbing. Mm. What? You know... I, I know and she looks crazy too. Look at that. Yes, she does. Yeah. I, I, I know a bunch of you. Y'all might have took a stock in her, but and then apparently fuck the Kraken. That's where I'm at. Fuck the Kraken. Apparently. Um lion bitch. The news, See, this the shit's news, all on. gonna come out. And remember that Sidney Powell was fighting with Lynn Wood. Yeah. Right. And the prosecution came out and the news reported that Lynn Wood was a cooperating witness for the prosecution. Well, Lynn Wood came out on his telegram and said, they've called me as a witness, but I'm not a cooperating witness. Like I, I didn't go to them. They're subpoenaing me. I have no choice but to testify. And he is a member of the court, so he has to. Correct. He doesn't have a choice. Correct. Understand, it's different when you're a lawyer. When you're a lawyer, if you get called to testify, you don't have a choice. You are a member of the court. There's there's no debate. Mm -hmm. You have to go. Yep. This cunt. Wow. Pled guilty. How long? Six years probation. So how no long? Jail time. How long have I been? saying that I thought she was fake from the beginning. Mm -hmm. The whole Kraken thing was bullshit. Yeah. So fuck the Kraken. Yeah. Fuck him. So. Wow. Um, I uh, went another win, I guess, in our column. It's not a good one, but it's still another win. I I don't know. Another time we were right and everybody else was wrong because, you know, it's funny. I didn't hear anything about that today. I had no idea because it's really odd how all the Republicans were being real quiet about that one today. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Wow. Six years probation. No, Yet, Peggy, now she can bring the sauce when testifying. She won't be testifying. She won't be testifying. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to. Now mm -hmm. she's clear of it because now she's convicted. Mm hmm of six misdemeanors, mm -hmm. not of felonies like they're going after Trump for. Mm -hmm. And she probably doesn't even lose her law license. Nope. Yep. Or, well, it probably will go into suspension because mm -hmm. she is technically still a member of the court. She'll probably be suspended from her. Except was she barred in Georgia? Because... The law license is state it's by a state. It doesn't matter. No, it's a material. Even though it's a it's misdemeanor a, in the state of Georgia. And it's not a material. You're not allowed to have anything on your record if you're a lawyer. Okay. Nothing. Like, like you can't practice medicine if you got a drug problem. You can't practice law if you you're you're like a criminal. Um. Okay. Well, most lawyers are criminals, so.
True. Just saying. True that. I, they just haven't been caught yet. They're good. Yeah. That's all. That's the only difference. Except remember that guy up in New York um, that uh, Liv was exposing that Anthony, what was his name, Sabatini, the, the lawyer up there oh, who raped yeah, all those kids. Yeah, yeah. And he was still practicing law even after he, well, they well, eventually took his license accused. away. He had been accused. Remember, you have to be convicted. Or and plead if, guilty. Or plead guilty. Yeah. So you got to be convicted. Yep. And when you plead guilty, there's a conviction. So you're convicted. Mm -hmm. It's not yes, a of a non-racketeering charge, which I'm sure is why they didn't play her answer in any of the clips. Exactly. Yep. Because I bet she said that. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, yes. Of the non-racketeering charge. Yep. Yes. That's what she said. I put money. She on can it. testify with misdemeanors, not with felonies, but she doesn't have to testify. Now. Yeah. She, she's not required. She's, she's done her due diligence to the yeah. court. Yeah. So whatever information she turned over, which is probably nothing because I guarantee she was a bunch of problem circumstance and Trump saw it as maybe an out and probably brought her on board as such. And Hey, not a problem. Good. It's another fucking look. It's another shill that we don't have to deal with. Think about it that way. Uh, Leo said, uh, the police says she has to testify. Oh, she does. Well, if that's the case, then what's she going to testify about? I really do wonder because if she had nothing to really do with it from the get go and all they charged her with were with non misdemeanors, misdemeanors, not racketeering. I, I got to tell you, I bet she doesn't have shit for information and she truly is a shill. She was just trying to make money off of this. We'll see. We're, we're about to find out. Yeah. I, I told you she, there was something about her that never seemed right ever since the first time I ever heard her speak. I was like, man, this something about this bitch. Yeah. Michelle Lynn lost his license in Georgia but not in South Carolina. Yeah, that's where why he, he moved to South Carolina. That, that's where he lives now. So, mm -hmm. yeah, he lost his license in Georgia, not South Carolina. Mm -hmm. But even still, it doesn't matter. Cross the state boundaries. You're part of the federal law licensing, blah, 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 whatever. They're like a union, but they're not a union, but they control your license. The bar, the yeah. British. Whatever the fuck it is. Anyway, mm -hmm. they control your license. So, it doesn't matter what state you go to. All you got to do is it, it, it's so simple. Now it's like an online test. You take an online test to get barred in another state. If you want to be barred there, you just take an online test. It's done over P quest. What do you disagree with? P quest said, no, I disagree. Where? Down there. Okay. Anyway, um, hmm. kind of like real estate brokers control those licenses under you. Yeah. More, more or less. Yeah. Kind. Well, see, it's different because you're working under another broker's license license, I think. And I'm not sure about this, but I've always understood it that mm. you're working on somebody on, under somebody else's license when you're trying to build your own. Um, don't quote me on that, but I've heard that before. I don't know if that's true. I'm not big in the real estate game, but what I can tell you, it's a lot like a, uh, think about it like this way. 
you know, gun licenses now, like in all these states that are now saying they're constitutional carry means your gun license is good across all of those states. So as long as all of those states support constitutional carry, you're good to go. And the rest of the states that are getting them, once they come up with them, hopefully soon we won't need a license to go anywhere. You won't need a license for a gun. You will be able to possess and own a gun because it's your God-given right. The same way it is for you to have freedom of speech. So... Don't forget Lahaina. We can't memory hold that. No. What's going on down there now? Mm. Anything good? Stuff that we talked about when it first came out is now making mainstream media. Really? Yeah. Recovery efforts continue on Maui. The Lahaina Fire 911 tapes provide more evidence of how motorists were stuck on Front Street and Baker Street one and a half hours after the 2.50 p.m. flare-up was called in. KIT4's Jeremy Lee met with one survivor who captured the scene on Baker Street. And Jeremy, you were shown evidence for the first time of an evacuation alert. That's right, Leah. What's so unusual about this wireless emergency alert text message is that Noelani Tote received it at 4.17 p.m. near Front Street. The evacuation order is only for the three block by four block subdivision of Kilauea Mauka, located a little over a mile uphill from Front Street, just Mackay of the bypass. What's more, we haven't found anybody yet who lives in Kilauea Mauka who actually received this text alert. But Noelani Tot told me she received it while on Baker Street, where she and her kids were stuck in gridlock and soon surrounded by burning buildings, the mother of three ended up there after they were unable to access Highway 30 off Lahaina Luna Road. There was a police officer at the bottom. There was cones blocking the road if you wanted to drive like towards Ka'anapali, Napili side. Myself and the line of traffic I was in continued straight down Lahaina Luna Road headed towards Front Street. 911 emergency, how can I help you? I'm calling down from Lahaina. We're on Front Street in Baker. There are a bunch of cars stuck in traffic down here, and the structures around us are on fire. You were just stuck. There was nowhere to go, and there was no help. Noah Lani Todd took video of Baker Street as the fire moved within one block of Front Street. By about 4.10, we get to Baker Street. At 4.17 is when we got that emergency alert. The text message Noelani received from Maui Emergency Management reads, evacuation order issued on Maui Island for Kilauea Mauka subdivision in Lahaina, a neighborhood a mile away. You are not safe. You gotta find some way to get to the ocean. The mother of three says she even started contemplating going into the water as traffic stalled and conditions worsened. By 4.24, we're engulfed in black smoke. You can't see more than four cars ahead of you. Sparks start engulfing the car, shooting sideways across next to the cars. Shortly after that is when the parking garage at the outlet mall went up. Okay. And nobody was there actively fighting the fire. Firefighters were seen here a mile away at 4.46 p.m. by Tamuras in the industrial complex. Meanwhile, Front Street becomes engulfed. My five-year-old just cried the entire the entire time. Oh no, what do we do now? And it wasn't until 
after we got to like behind Safeway where he could see a little bit of blue skies that finally he fell asleep too because he was just so tired. There were so many people behind me that I have no idea whether or not they survived. Noah Lani Todd is still asking the question so many other survivors are. Why was an incoming traffic contraflowed? Why was Highway 30 shut for at least two and a half hours? I mean, at that point, it just seems like you need to use the biggest roads to get the most people out. Ended up getting all the way to the end where you could have tried to get out and then there was police officers there in cones. And how was it a wider text alert didn't go out with this advice 911 operators offered to evacuees? Just get out of Lahaina. Oh, the entire city? The entire city, yes. Just get out of Lahaina. No, Alani Todd and the three kids made it to the end of Front Street at 6 p.m., then past the Front Street roadblock. She said the police officer trying to manage the intersection appeared overwhelmed, adding to the strangeness of it all. She says when her Ohana finally arrived in Napili later that night, those she spoke to there had no idea what was happening to the south in Lahaina Town. Reporting live, Jeremy Lee, KITV4 Island News. As we- Wow. That's a rough so it sounds like they finally did just overwhelm that cop that was trying to turn them around at 6 p.m. after sitting in traffic for four hours with flames all around them. Dude, I would And they get to the end of the road and the cop says, no, you can't go this way. And they were just like, fuck you, we're going. I was just gone. They did. Good. That's exactly what she, like, that, that's pretty much what she said. Good. Without saying it to get in trouble. Good. Good. Hey, yeah. Uh, we got to out. the road back and the cop was overwhelmed. Good. Fuck him. Hey, you know. Because why the fuck was there a roadblock? Why was the cop stopping him? How are you stopping him? You know it's the only way off. Who are you? What type of human are you? I know they still haven't found the missing kids or the school buses. All 15 of them. Hmm. Haven't heard about that yet. Well, well. All right. We should be getting close on. Uh, yeah, we got to bring that up on. Uh, YouTube. Yeah, it should be everywhere. There it is. The f- uh, blah, blah, blah. Nope. Um, <laughs> there it is. Remarks. Boom. All right. So we'll wait on this. No, no play. Hit play. Let it go. I did hit play. Just it's just it it's just sitting there, and I just took that took that off. So um, there's one other thing I wanted to share with you guys because this was fucking freaky scary. There I it said is. you would touch. <laughs> This might have been it. One of them. Mm-mm. No, this I pulled. But maybe you did. I, I might have sent this to you as well. Very, very. It's a scary. This is, yeah, this is kind of really. Very, very pleased to announce that the first baby clone uh, is born. She was born yesterday at 11.55. Uh, a.m. in the country where she was born. So this will not give you more details about the location. She She's fine. We call her Eve between us. You knew that, of course. Some suggested it, and I thought it was a good idea, actually. You won't have the right name. And, you know, for a long time, I thought that the... Um, this press conference will be with the baby, the parents, the scientists, everybody surrounding me. And uh, 
having pleasure announcing and I'm alone. And there is a reason to that, is that um, it hasn't been easy to face the world with this announcement. And we've, uh, we have been discussing with the parents the last three months how we would handle today. And uh, they decided not to show up yet. They will. I hope they will. And I wish them well. We started really to work with human eggs in January of this year. So it took us three months to finalize. And this is very short. And that's why I said, is it luck or is it hard work? I do believe it's hard work. And, but we had uh, our really, we had really good success very quickly and refined the technique for human eggs until spring where we started to have implantation. We had 10 implantations and five of them during the first three weeks uh, were terminated spontaneously. Yeah, hold on, Joe's on. So that's not Joe's recent. on. Joe's on. Stop. Joe's okay. on. Okay. Okay. We got to share Joe because that fuck sticks on. Make him full screen. Mm. We got to bring him back because nobody's seeing it. I know. There we share go. This retard from horror. The attack we by just, Hamas on the from the beginning. Prime Minister, it's an inflection. No, it, yeah, there you go. Right there. Right there. Do we got to drop the Good evening, my fellow Americans. We're facing an inflection point in history. One of those moments where the decisions we make today are going to determine the future for decades to come. That's what I'd like to talk with you about tonight. You know, earlier this morning, I returned from Israel. <clears throat> they tell me I'm the first American president to travel there during the war. I met with the prime minister and members of his cabinet. And most movingly, I met with Israelis who had personally lived through horrific horror of the attack by Hamas on the 7th of October. More than 1,300 people slaughtered in Israel, including at least 32 American citizens. Scores of innocents, from infants to the elderly grandparents, Israelis, Americans taken hostage. As I told the families of Americans being held captive by Hamas, we're pursuing every avenue to bring their loved ones home. As president, there is no higher priority for me than the safety of Americans held hostage. The terrorist group Hamas unleashed pure, unadulterated evil in the world. But sadly, the Jewish people know perhaps better than anyone that there is no limit to the depravity of people when they want to inflict pain on others. In Israel, I saw people who were strong, determined, resilient, and also angry, in shock, and in deep, deep pain. I also spoke with President Abbas, the Palestinian Authority, and reiterated the United States remains committed to the Palestinian people's right to dignity and to self-determination. The actions of Hamas terrorists don't take that right away. Like so many other, I'm heartbroken by the tragic loss of Palestinian life, including the explosion at the hospital in Gaza, which was not done by the Israelis. We mourn every innocent life lost. We can't ignore the humanity of innocent Palestinians who only want to live in peace and have an opportunity. 
You know, the assault on Israel echoes nearly 20 months of war, tragedy, and brutality inflicted on the people of Ukraine, people that were very badly hurt since Putin launched his all-out invasion. We've not forgotten the mass graves, the bodies found bearing signs of torture, rape used as a weapon by the Russians, and thousands and thousands of Ukrainian children forcibly taken into Russia, stolen from their parents. It's sick. Hamas and Putin represent different threats, but they share this in common. They both want to completely annihilate a neighboring democracy, completely annihilate it. Hamas' stated purpose for existing is the destruction of the state of Israel and the murder of Jewish people. Hamas does not represent the Palestinian people. Hamas uses Palestinian civilians as human shields, and innocent Palestinian families are suffering greatly because of them. Meanwhile, Putin denies Ukraine has or ever had real statehood. He claims the Soviet Union created Ukraine. And just two weeks ago, he told the world that if the United States and our allies withdraw, and if the United States withdraw, our allies will as well, military support for Ukraine would have, quote, a week left to live, but we're not withdrawing. I know these conflicts can seem far away. And it's natural to ask, why does this matter to America? So let me share with you why making sure Israel and Ukraine succeed is vital for America's national security. You know, history has taught us that when terrorists don't pay a price for their terror, when dictators don't pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos and death and more destruction. They keep going. And the cost and the threats to America and the world keep rising. So if we don't stop Putin's appetite for power and control in Ukraine, he won't limit himself just to Ukraine. He's, Putin's already threatened to remind, quote, remind Poland that their Western land was a gift from Russia. One of his top advisors, a former president of Russia, has called Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania Russia's Baltic provinces. These are all NATO allies. For 75 years, NATO has kept peace in Europe and has been the cornerstone of American security. And if Putin attacks a NATO ally, we will defend every inch of NATO which the treaty requires and calls for. We'll have something that we do not seek. Make it clear, we do not seek. We do not seek to have American troops fighting in Russia or fighting against Russia. Beyond Europe, we know that our allies and maybe most importantly our adversaries and competitors are watching. They're watching our response in Ukraine as well. And if we walk away and let Putin erase Ukraine's independence, would-be aggressors around the world be emboldened to try the same? The risk of conflict and chaos could spread in other parts of the world, in the Indo-Pacific, in the Middle East, especially in the Middle East. Iran is, is, is supporting Russia in Ukraine, and is supporting Hamas and other terrorist groups in the region, and will continue to hold them accountable, I might add. The United States and our partners across the region are working to build a better future for the Middle East. One where the Middle East is more stable, better connected to its neighbors, and through innovative projects like the India-Middle East-Europe Rail Corridor that I announced this year at the summit of the world's biggest economies. More predictable markets, more employment, less rage, less grievances, less war when connected. It benefits the people, would benefit the people of the Middle East and would benefit us. American leadership is what holds the world together. American alliances will keep us, America, safe. American values are what make us a partner that other nations want to work with. 
put all that at risk, if we walk away from Ukraine, we turn our backs on Israel, it's just not worth it. That's why tomorrow I'm going to send to Congress an urgent budget request to fund America's national security needs, to support our critical partners, including Israel and Ukraine. It's a smart investment that's going to pay dividends for American security for generations. Help us keep American troops out of harm's way. Help us build a world that is safer, more peaceful, more prosperous for our children and grandchildren. In Israel, we must make sure that they have what they need to protect their people today and always. The security package I'm sending to Congress and asking Congress to do is an unprecedented commitment to Israel's security that will sharpen Israel's qualitative military edge, which we've committed to, the qualitative the military edge. We're going to make sure Iron Dome continues to guard the skies over Israel. We're going to make sure other hostile actors in the region know that Israel is stronger than ever and prevent this conflict from spreading. Look, at the same time, President Netanyahu and I discussed again yesterday the critical need for Israel to operate by the laws of war. That means protecting civilians in combat as best as they can. <clears throat> the people of Gaza urgently need food, water, and medicine. Yesterday, in discussions with the leaders of Israel and Egypt, I secured an agreement for the first shipment of humanitarian assistance from the United Nations to Palestinian civilians in Gaza. If Hamas does not divert or steal this shipment, these shipments, we're going to provide an opening for sustained delivery of life-saving humanitarian assistance for the Palestinians. As I said in Israel, as hard as it is, we cannot give up on peace. We cannot give up on a two-state solution. Israel and Palestinians equally deserve to live in safety, dignity, and peace. You know, and here at home, we have to be honest with ourselves. In recent years, too much hate has given too much oxygen, fueling racism, the rise of anti-Semitism, Islamic phobia, right here in America. It's also intensified in the wake of recent events that led to the horrific threats and attacks that both shock us and break our hearts. On October 7th, terror attacks have triggered deep scars and terrible memories in the Jewish community. Today, Jewish families worried about being targeted in school, wearing symbols of their face walking down the street, or going out about their daily lives. And I know many of you in the Muslim American community, the Arab American community, the Palestinian American community, and so many others are outraged and hearty saying to yourselves, here we go again with Islamophobia and distrust we saw after 9-11. Just last week, a mother was brutally stabbed. A little boy here in the United States, a little boy who just turned six years old was murdered in their home outside of Chicago. His name was Wadiha, Wadiha, a proud American, a proud Palestinian-American family. We can't stand by and stand silent when this happens. We must, without equivocation, denounce anti-Semitism. We must also, without equivocation, denounce Islamophobia. And to all you hurting, those of you hurting, I want you to know I see you. You belong. And I want to say this to you. You're all America. You're all America. This is in a moment, you know, in moments like these, when fear and suspicion anger and rage run hard we have to work harder than ever to hold on to the values that make us who we are 
We're a nation of religious freedom, freedom of expression. We all have a right to debate and disagree without fear of being targeted in schools or workplaces or in our communities. <clears throat> I must renounce violence and vitriol. See each other not as enemies, but as fellow Americans. When I was in Israel yesterday, I uh, said that when America experienced the hell of 9-11, we felt enraged as well. While we sought and got justice, we made mistakes. So I cautioned the government of Israel not to be blinded by rage. In Congress, to make sure we can continue to send Ukraine the weapons they need to defend themselves and their country without interruption so Ukraine can stop Putin's brutality in Ukraine. They are succeeding. When Putin invaded Ukraine, he thought he would take Kyiv and all of Ukraine in a matter of days. Well, over a year later, Putin has failed, and he continues to fail. Kyiv still stands because of the bravery of the Ukrainian people. Ukraine has regained more than 50% of the territory Russian troops once occupied, backed by U.S.-led coalition of more than 50 countries around the world. All, all right, sorry to pause this. I know that you guys are all just absolutely hanging on every word, trying to figure out what the fuck Joe was saying. Ukraine got back 50% of its territory? No. Anyway, um, we do have to drop the Red Pill Projects because Josh is coming up next. So, Red Pills. Peace. Peeps. We'll Don't see forget, you later. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8.30 with the good book that yes. is not on the Red Pill Project. That is just on the Patriot Party pro, uh, podcast channels. And 9.05, you can check out the lovely Leanna Wilbert over yep. on Pilled for the Leanna Wilbert show. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then we will be back tomorrow at 5.45 for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the regular show. Tomorrow is a long show. It's Friday. So, Red Pill peeps, catch you later. Later. Adios. Okay. Anyway, all right. Moving along with back this to this fucking moron. Sorry, y'all. Doing his part to support Kiev. What would happen if we walked away? We are the essential nation. Meanwhile, Putin has turned to Iran and North Korea to buy attack drones and ammunition to terrorize Ukrainian cities and people. From the outset, I've said I will not send American troops to fight Ukraine. All Ukraine is asking for is help for the weapons, munitions, the capacity, the capability to push invading Russian forces off their land and the air defense system to shoot down Russian missiles before they destroy Ukrainian cities. Let me be clear about something. We send Ukrainian equipment sitting in our stockpiles. And when we use the money allocated by Congress, we use it to replenish our own stores, our own stockpiles with new equipment. Equipment that, defeat, that defends America and is made in America. Patron missiles for air defense batteries made in Arizona. Artillery shells manufactured in 12 states across the country in Pennsylvania, Ohio, Texas, and so much more. You know, just as in World War II, today patriotic American workers are building the arsenal of democracy and serving the cause of freedom. Let me close with this. Earlier this year, I boarded Air Force One for a secret flight to Poland. There I boarded a train with blacked out windows for a 10 hour ride each way to Kyiv to stand with the people of Ukraine ahead of the one year anniversary of their brave fight against Putin. And I'm told I was the first American to enter a war zone not controlled by the United States military since President Lincoln. 
with me was just a small group of security personnel and a few advisors. But when I exited that train and met Zelensky, President Zelensky, I didn't feel alone. I was bringing with me the idea of America, the promise of America, to the people who are today fighting for the same things we fought for 250 years ago, freedom, independence, self-determination. As I walked through Kyiv with President Zelensky, with air raid sirens sounding in the distance, I felt something I've always believed more strongly than ever before. America is a beacon to the world, still, still. Whereas my friend Madeleine Albright said, the indispensable nation. Tonight, there are innocent people all over the world who hope because of us, who believe in a better life because of us, who are desperate not to be forgotten by us and are waiting for us. But time is of the essence. I know we have our divisions at home. <clears throat> we have to get past them. We can't let petty, partisan, angry politics get in the way of our responsibilities as a great nation. We cannot and will not let terrorists like Hamas and tyrants like Putin win. I refuse to let that happen. In moments like these, we have to remind, we have to remember who we are. We are the United States of America. The United States of America. And there is nothing, nothing beyond our capacity if we do it together. My fellow Americans, thank you for your time. May God bless you all. May God protect our troops. Wow. Uh, I can start in about 60 billion different ways on this one, but let me tell you something. I'm going to be quiet because you know what me and Vitalin have been watching? The chats. The chats. Folks, I, I don't have to say anything. You all, if you're not paying attention to our live chats, Sorry for y'all, because you're going to miss out on what I think about this, because every single motherfucker in here said every single thing I was going to say. So I just feel speechless. I feel like we all are on the same sheet of music. And I can tell you this much right now. God bless you, Joe. You're an old man. They are completely fucking you over right now. I can tell that you were told that you were going to sit in front of a camera tonight and read exactly what was off the teleprompter right in front of your face. And you would have to squint your eyes this much where we couldn't even see your pupils at all. You were looking the whole time like, got to read it, got to read it. No, no, to no, no, include no. the number of times where he said, quote, and I quote, listen. Joe had to squint because otherwise you'd see his eyes weren't blue. Because uh, that ain't Joe, y'all. I'm sorry. There's no real balls on the chin. That's there. oh no, that's the same. That's the same Joe that was. When did he get balls on, on the, the plane? And who is the little boy on top of the head of the? Oh, is that Hunter and? Uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. That's Hunter. It's over his right shoulder, right there, right there, right there. I know. That's Hunter. I know. I know. I gotcha. Listen. They can't see that. You guys put it on the other side. I mean, no, you still can't see it. Um, that that's. I'm sorry, that's not Joe. Joe's dead. Even Trump told us Joe is dead like five times. The 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 flag over his left shoulder. 
That's the presidential flag. That's, yes, that's a real thing. It's a real deal. That's a real deal with the two streamers, the whole bit, no matter how much you want to believe it or not. No, I'm not a Derek Johnson. No, I do not believe in his bullshit that Trump is still somehow. And think about it, folks. I got to say this again, apparently, because people still believe in this. If Trump is still in charge of this country, we're seriously fucked. Would you be hurting this bad? Because the last time he was in charge of this country, I was making a lot more money doing a lot less. And I was still doing more. And now I'm doing less. And yeah, I'm making a lot less. I also have to say, I don't think that was Joe because he spoke way too well to be Joe. There were no gaffes in that. There were no, I mean, what, what he said was fucking bullshit, but regardless, he didn't stutter or stumble really. No, they gave him his drugs. Oh yeah. Even on his drugs, he doesn't do that well. He just, he just did a turnaround trip to Israel yeah. and back. Okay. So you know you know how much Adderall they have fed this old man. Oh, oh no, I know. I know. Come on, babe. You know as well as I do. You, you think do you really think this was his staff's decision? I mean, I don't really think this was him. So no, I think this was him. I think this was his decision. Because think about it. He came out to talk about what he just saw in Israel. I mean, Leo, Yet, hold on. He hold started on. off the first 30, what, 22 minutes of his speech about Ukraine. And everybody's asking, like, why is this about Ukraine? And I got to be honest. I, I, I can't tell you. Why is this about Ukraine? It's always about Ukraine because that's where Joe's bank is. But, um, Leo, I mean, comparative to his normal speeches. Don't get me wrong. That is by no stretch of the imagination, a good speech. I'm just saying compared to what he normally delivers, that was almost not too bad. You would have to give it a passing grade. Even if you, you were in debate club, I mean, mm -hmm. he stumbled. He said the quote like three times, I think, in the first six minutes, um, because it said the quote before on the teleprompter is this, you read this meaning, and normally that's in really small text. And then the other parts in really big text. So mm -hmm. how he saw the quote, I, I don't know. Anyway, we're fucked, dude. That's our president, dude. That's our president who just said that the rest of the world is waiting for us to come save them. Joe, you know who's waiting for you still? East Palestine, Ohio. Lahaina, Hawaii. Yeah. The now southern we, border. Yeah. How about every city up and down the southern border? And, you know, he spoke about that child in Chicago. And don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying that that's not, you know, horrific. And I grieve for those parents who lost that child. But let's be honest here. How many children are killed in Chicago every weekend? You literally pulled his name because he's Palestinian. No shit. I mean, look at it. Any weekend, any given weekend, there's 114, 
two, almost 200 people killed in a weekend in Chicago. Kids die every day in Chicago. Every day. And you're going to tell me that... that oh. Kids get shot every day in Chicago. But this one, you're just going to bring up this one because he's Palestinian. What about the rest of them? Don't they matter? I guarantee you he didn't get shot because he was Palestinian. He got shot because he lived in fucking Chicago. And... As I've heard from every single person, whether you be a truck driver and you email us on the sly and it's not a big deal. I don't care. I, I won't bring your name up. I, I get it. But you tell me your stories and I hear about these stories, especially in Chicago. <laughs> where when you're in Nebraska, you really have very little to worry about unless you're in certain areas. But in Chicago. You, 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 I, I mean, one of the guys who drives a truck listens to us all the time. He reached out, he emailed, he said, dude, I never stop in Chicago. Don't blame you. He said, I will push the law to not stop in Chicago. Yeah. And he's, that means he's willing to like lose his license. That's a really license than your life. I, I, I gotta tell you, I can't disagree with you. I, I just wonder how many of the motor vehicle division guys that pull you guys over agree when you say that, I, I mean, seriously for the truck drivers out there, because when they say, well, you could have stopped in Chicago. Do you want me to stop in Chicago? No, no, no. Does anybody want me to stop? No, no, sir. You want to get high? You want to get high? Because honestly, I think we need that after that bullshit. Yep. So Justin would be losing his fucking mind right now. I am, but it's not. It's pointless because you all have already said it. So touche guys learned and I'm proud. I'm like a proud papa bear right now. I mean, Lindsay, we got like a year to go before we get to that point. So, you know, and God's not going to strike you down, darling, because sorry, you have a role to play. You got a job. Hates to break it to you. Got to do your job. You got a big part too. Since we dropped the red pill stream, we can hang out a little bit longer. I mean, I have to go make dinner, but nah. it's my Friday. It is your Friday, it and is. we have to walk the dogs, but we can walk the dogs while we're cooking dinner. We can? Because mm-hmm. it's. Um, Pork loin and it's going in the air fryer. Sweet. Yeah. Makes it easy. The air fryer is the bomb, y'all. Tell you what. Got to put one of those in a uh, Faraday cage. Faraday cage. Some things you just got to hold on to. <coughs> Because when you figure out how to get electricity back, Mm -hmm. that's one of those things you could start cooking with that day. 
Axios reporting that the Pentagon is diverting tens of thousands of 155 millimeter artillery shells to Israel. They were initially designated for Ukraine, according to three Israeli officials. Breaking news right here, y'all. As we get high. <laughs> I, I guess Ukraine doesn't need I'm it not... anymore because they got back half of the territory that Russia stole from them. I don't think so. Yeah, I think Russia's going to... See, I man, I don't know which bear we're pissing off here more. Remember when we used to be the dragon whose tail you didn't want to pull? Yeah. Now I'm wondering who's who's tail the new dragon. Yeah, whose tail we're pulling here. Because now it's getting scary because now we're open wars on two different fronts. And we're not even trying to stop it. Soon to be three when China evades Taiwan, which no is shit. coming that's, really that's, soon. I'm serious. I, that's either the end of this week or next week. I am fucking dead serious. There's no way that China's going to wait any longer. Ooh, maybe that's October 29th. Because that's Ooh. a Sunday. Yeah, I know it is. Yeah. I knew it was a Sunday when I told you. But because we would know that everything's crashing before mm. Monday morning in the States. Because mm. it uh, would start in Japan. Exactly. I did hear today that uh hmm, you know, you know who owns more of our debt than anyone else? China. Yeah. And how do they own our debt? Through bonds. Yes. So China has sold off all of our debt. Really? Oh, yeah. Dope. I don't know, but it's gone. China don't own it anymore. Ooh, that's a scary Almost thought. all of it. Almost all of it. Not quite all. That's a scary thought because who's really running jail? But if you look at the graph, like, of the Chinese, how we own the debt, right? It gets started down here, and then it went up, and now it's back down here. It's like a bell curve. Hmm. Hmm. It's like they found out that was unsecurable. Hmm. So maybe they know that the dollar is about to crash and they're just going to get out before they lose everything. There's always possibilities. Y'all, I'll tell you, it's some scary shit out there. Grow your own food. Protect yourself. You have the right. You know, I, I said before, and I brought it up, and I, I'll bring it back up again, because it's actually... You're right, Pequest. They do own land now. In fact, uh, we played that clip last night about Sarah Huckabee Sanders um, kicking them out of Arkansas. Interesting, I saw on the mainstream media that... So, I, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But apparently, Sarah Huckabee Sanders took a trip to Paris with some friends and paid for it with a $19,000 lectern. What? According to mainstream media, Sarah Huckabee Sanders took a trip to Paris with some of her friends yeah. and paid for it with a $19,000 lectern. So on the books, she bought a a lectern, a podium for $19,000. But actually, she took that money and went to Paris with her friends. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
questionable shit going on in Arkansas now, huh? You mean even the corruptible are corruptible. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So, I don't know. So, like I was saying before. Back to burn it all ducking down. Article 2, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution. The president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for in conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Hmm. Where in there has this not been violated by this current sitting president? A. A. Question A. Question B of that. Why has the tree of liberty not been refreshed yet? Because it's dying. Question C. Where are my patriots? Simple question. Because um, there's no American that stands behind any part of this. We do not believe in this. This is all bullshit. And we all know it. We know everything from Ted Cruz to fucking Jim Jordan is bullshit. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Yet we're still willing to take it in the face like we're some faggot behind a 7-Eleven looking at his first cock. Come on, people. This is simple shit. You want me to be raw? You want it to break it down? Here you go. We have a tyranny currently sitting in this office. No one has identified it as such. This is a King George identified tyranny, according to our founding fathers. Per the law of the Constitution, go look it up. I don't have to sit here and I'm not a sovereign citizen. So stop contacting me about the sovereign citizens. I am a constitutionalist. There is a constitution. It tells us, the people, the powers of the government, and exactly where the powers lie. It shows you exactly where this administration, this exact administration, has separated the powers of the Constitution from the powers of the people. How? Let's start with the election of 2020. You mean the selection of 2020? Correct. Because when you steal that, when you start that, let's talk about the fruit of the poisonous tree. When you start that, everything from that point forward becomes illegal, no matter what, because it's all based on that fruit. We all understand that the fucking election was stolen. We all understand everything since then has not been on our will. Because why would we want to feed bullshit back at you? Why would you want me to lie at you and say, 
well, what the government's doing is really good. Golly gee, Jim, it's a wonderful thing out there. Why do you think they just came up with this ridiculous law that are about to start targeting not only us, we're going to get hit first because I'm sorry, we got thousands of hours out there of fucking rallying against the government. Good Good content, though. Good, good content. Over 500 episodes of us saying, fuck, fuck you. Them. And let me tell you something. We're going to feel it first, but when they get us, then what? Are you, are you going to be the one that said, I, I didn't hear anything? Mm-hmm. When or, they came for my neighbor. I didn't see anything. I didn't do anything. And then they came for me. There was no one left. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. we're folks, we're at that point. It's almost a desalinization of everything that right on the precipice. Everybody believes. And they're like saying that no, this is wrong. Right. We just heard a president who couldn't give us a straight answer on any one thing. Ask him once about Hamas. Oh, well, they're not. They're troubled people. Remember that fence post I was talking about? That is so far up Joe's ass. I'm surprised that you didn't see a little white spike coming up the top of his head. <laughs> he literally was taking it in the ass from three different cocks at the same Seriously. time. And I'm not trying to be a homophobe on that one. You know what, Corso? But he literally was. Spot on, Corso. Joe Biden is a domestic terrorist trained under a Muslim named Barack Obama. Wake the fuck up, America. Listen, that leads us right into our last clip of the night because we do have to get out of here and make dinner and walk the dogs and all that good stuff. Um, Little humor. Are we going to cancel? In some truth. I, I guess I'm going to. Yeah. You can still do it. You can do it at 930. Yeah. Just push it off a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to push it off probably. Yeah, 930, 945, somewhere in there. Yeah. I'll start it up then. You hear that, Liana? So TNT is going to be at starting about 930 tonight. Yeah. We went a little long with the, the show, show bullshit. So, Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, anyway, folks. Here you go. Hey, I'm Joe Rowan. I mean, I'm Joe Byer. I'm, I'm Joe Namath. I'm Joe Rogan. Joe Biden. And I'm here to officiate his rap battle. Your wife is a thought. And she used to pose nude. Well, Michelle, I mean, Big Mike, your wife is a dude. January 6th, you caused a violent insurrection. Well, that's because they stole my election. I asked Melania, you can't get an erection. You want to take away our guns, but you still have protection. That rat on your head is a wig. Who you fooling? You're orange like a Cheeto when you're connected to Putin. You're like Dennis Rodman. I'm more like MJ. You had the worst economy, probably in decades. Overweight, out of shape, literally dead weight. Who the hell are you talking to? I know you skipped leg day. A racist, a traitor, the KKK defends you. Well, you're not American, Obama. You're from Kenya. You left the border of open economy was broken i bet that you were on the island everybody knows it under me there was less division and more unity the first black president hated the black community you working with the feds wiretapping people's phones we all know that you killing innocent kids with drones you're a fake politician you're an actor you're a fraud well at least i don't worship government over god you didn't pay your taxes i'm loved by the masses maybe the upper classes housing market collapses rappers rap about me i'm cool in the trap house trap house obama don't you mean bathhouse? Plus, they were rapping about me when you were a senator. I'm like Chris Hansen. I'm about to catch a predator. You said there were good people on both sides. That was out of context. The fake news went and lied. 
dropped the ball of COVID, and no one is surprised. You spent trillions in the Middle East and tons of people died. Obama phone, Obamacare, I care about the poor. I'm the first president to start no new wars. You're guilty of collusion, nor in the Constitution. I'm a two-time winner, I don't know about losing. You created feminists, you funded terrorists. Your chef is dead in your backyard and no one questioned it. Spied on my campaign, you and Bush crash claims. Me, I give ordinary citizens a tax break. Barack Obama did, did a great job. And so did Ronald Crump. Who do you think won? Uh, co comment in the, in the radio box down below. <laughs> you guys go comment. That was that was good. That was funny. That was worth it. Yeah. Who is that? So we can give him a shout out. Um, that's uh, hires the rapper on Twitter. Hi Rez. Hi Rez the rapper. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, go give him a shout out because that was actually pretty good. Okay. That was funny. Y'all pray for uh, Griff's wife. She's getting her knee replaced tomorrow morning at five thirty. So good. Good. We'll luck. be we'll be praying for her on the good book tomorrow morning as well. Yes, ma'am. So, all right. Yep. Well, that's at eight thirty tomorrow morning. The good book. So TNT mm -hmm. uh, is going to start a little later uh about a 9:45 so if you want to show up uh just come in and grab this this zoom and your show ends cuz she'll already be on off the rails that's fine that's fine we'll come in and grab it and then uh we'll we'll grab it right right now and then we'll go make dinner and walk the dogs but yeah no that pause Mick it and... won't be in there until 9:45 or so yeah yep so you all know so if you want to come in this is where we'll be check it out there's the link in both shows leanna posted it for me on the pilled side mm -hmm. so check that out and uh either way y'all have a great night fuckers uh we'll see you back here tomorrow night 5 45 for the pre-show 6 p.m for the regular show for the mick and v lynn have a great night we'll see you later thanks for watching y'all peace bitches
Fuck around and find out 